Let me first start out by saying that most of you are not going to believe what I'm about to say. Time travel is soon going to exist. You may live to see it. I was born three years before the first time machines began. The world I was born in has become extremely overpopulated. Disconcerting to see the sun arc in less than a minute. To see a snail race by. My flowers flinging wide their petals to embrace the new day. And the hours speeding across the face of my sunlight. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys? My name is El Nero and welcome to the very first episode of The Midnight Hour in 2018. I am joined today by my good friend Miguel. Hello, evening, morning, afternoon. You covered all the angles there. Covered really all bases. Yeah, yeah, we're an international <laughs> podcast. There are all sorts of time zones listening, so we gotta, we gotta hit all the metrics. Um... We're going to be discussing conspiracy theories today. Well, one in particular, um, and this is going to be like a kind of a recurring thing over the next while, I think, conspiracy theories with Miguel, because um, <laughs> Miguel 100% believes every conspiracy theory out there. <laughs> every single one. I'm in. Like, you just, you just say the word conspiracy theory, and then you tell me something behind it. I'm like, yes, show me no proof. No evidence. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, if you didn't know, myself and Miguel have a wrestling podcast called WWP. I will leave all the links to it in the description. And we both want to say just a huge thanks to everyone who went and reviewed the podcast on iTunes because it was fucking awesome reading all your reviews Amazing. and everything. So um, thanks a lot for that. And anyone who hasn't reviewed it yet, would you please consider doing so? I'll leave the link um, to the iTunes store in the description. The reason that I ask is because I know from my SoundCloud metrics and I know from my Podbean metrics that most of you actually listen to my podcasts on iTunes. And for WWP to flourish, it basically needs for the system to be gamed. So um, I need people to rate it and beyond spending lots of money on promotions and things like that uh the main thing i can do is ask i already have a pretty small audience but um it's an audience of people who are really really awesome and really really supportive so if you could just uh click that link give it a five star uh rating um or four star i will accept four stars um <laughs> and just if, if you for the least yeah exactly <laughs> and uh i won't ask anything else but if you want to leave a review just to be sound, like that would be really, really awesome because those are also things that kind of shoot it up the metrics a bit. And other than that, listen, if you like wrestling, we did an episode about conspiracy theories within the world of wrestling, and it's like, if I do say so myself, it's a fucking solid episode. Um, so I'll leave the link to the YouTube video of that um, because we also have a YouTube channel which you are free to subscribe to at any time. So, um, yeah, I think that's... Do you have anything to say on that front? No, yeah, no, I was just going to add, like, for people who did do it, like, it's been fucking awesome. And, and 
very humbling you know even though it's like not a large group of people like um because we you know more more is better obviously bit more eyes on it better but the people who have done it, it's pretty fucking awesome and yeah no it, thanks for that and yeah keep it up please <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um, keep the momentum up yeah it's, it's momentum is like the key word because like we're really getting somewhere we got like 110 downloads in the first two days which is more than like the midnight hour gets in several months so like that's really really cool um and that's i i don't even know how many plays we have but it's definitely in mm. in the hundred i think it might be 500 at this point um and that's then amazing itunes doesn't even let me check the metrics on there so i haven't a clue like how many people listened on itunes but um i do know that like the bulk of my listeners come from itunes so you know it's got to be a fair few like um it's yeah it's yeah no crazy to that's that's about. awesome do you reckon at one point you'll be being like on the we'll be on the uh wwp and we'll be like please go listen to midnight hour <laughs> like plugging the other one now <laughs> that's the dream really <laughs> keep them head to head uh, see, I, I, I kind of think on some level, too, that some of my listeners are like, I don't want WWP to do well because, A, I don't care about wrestling, and, B, I don't want the Midnight Hour to go anywhere. And uh, I guess I should really stress that the Midnight Hour is not going anywhere. Um, pretty much all of the recurring guests are going places, but I'm still bringing new people on. Uh, it's still a show that I love doing. And I was like... Uh, myself and my girlfriend were counting this up. Uh, like, this week, I've released something like 10 hours of audio content of my Holy voice. Shit. In the space of a week, it's fucking crazy. I really love myself, and I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's... A 10-hour uh, ego trip. It's crazy. Um, it's, it's, disguised as a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I'll pretend. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to record myself and be like, yeah, release this as a for other people but you know it's audio of me looking in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> you did good today you did good staring at it yeah um but no no definitely i think even people who aren't necessarily into wrestling i think they'd still get a kick out of the conspiracy episode at the very least yeah i you know i was listening back to because uh, i have to edit it block by block so i hear little chunks and like some moments so, like obviously there's lots of wrestling talk which makes no sense if you don't if you're if you're not in the world of wrestling you're not gonna know what is this a work or is this a shoot means but <laughs> Um, there are some like seriously funny moments in it that it's like I don't remember that happening, but I'm listening to myself laugh until my heart is about to explode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... for the back of your head as well, not even from the front. Yeah, <laughs> the laughter's just pulling you back. Um... Yeah, well, there's such um, there's such kind of long sessions. You kind of get lost in them. I think like it's it's recording for like three, four, or five hours straight. So it's really um, yeah, it kind of takes it out of you, I guess. Like not by design, you. even. Um, yeah. I think it just naturally tends to wander off because. It, it's odd because like i thought i was the most analytical person i knew and then you're probably the other most analytical yeah. person that i know <laughs> so it's like with well, our powers combined yeah um yeah no so so what, what are we talking about today by the way then well today we're talking about a little thing called the philadelphia experiment and this is kind of a first on the podcast right because usually i am the one that anchors the discussion and i do all the stuff and i know all the things but this one you've pretty much forbidden me from <laughs> reading up on this so i i, I I'm, I'm like 
fairly well versed on most conspiracy theories, but this one I know almost nothing about, so this is going to be interesting. And and this is one that you 100% believe is a fact. So Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, once once we get all the the the, the the disputed facts, but let's call them facts. Alter- no, alternative, alternative facts. facts yes. course, yeah. Alternative hipster facts. Um, indie facts. Uh, once we get through those, like I dare anybody not to be like, well, that's fucking real. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard not to. I mean, I mean, you're laughing. You don't even know what it's about. And I so know. <laughs> you're buying into it already. Yeah. You know? This is Comedy that... is the way to the heart. So Before you said not to... Not to read up on it, I, I scanned the Wikipedia page and <laughs> holy golden conspiracy theory terms, Batman. This is yeah. a fucking, it's just like a minefield of clickable other things, including, well, I won't, I won't say what it's including, but this is yeah. an all-encompassing conspiracy theory right here. Um, yes, yeah, so th- th- the fact is, like this one, I-, I haven't heard that many people even talk about it who who do discuss conspiracies as their job or their sort of, I don't know, side job, whatever the fuck. Um, I have read on about you know you know you got your classics, you got you know you sort of the best the, the the sort of the the top hits. It's Illuminati, nine uh, eleven. What other ones are there? CIA, if, you know, operating in dark countries and tortures and sort yeah. of op- the, the the main ones tend to be sort of around um, deviousness from the government. And yeah. this one kind of fits into that. But, um, you know, we'll just we'll, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So um, it's. This one it's called the Philadelphia Experiment, but I think it goes by other names. But let's just call it that for simplification: the Philly Experiment. Um, so there's a lot of rumor, um, you know. Oh, and oh, the JFK. Yeah, that's the other main one I was thinking of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the classic, um, which I think is what led people to even start getting into them. But yeah, um, so the facts. Uh, I say facts. The written ideas behind this come from a time period so it was either on august 12th or on october 28th 1943 so we are world war ii area here you know how do we know that it's either of those two like they're two very specific dates <laughs> two very wide dates as yeah well. exactly yeah there's, there's like there's at least two seasons in there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because again like, would this stand in any other context? Oh, when did you last go to the gym? Uh, somewhere between August 12th and October 28th. <laughs> ah, you ain't no. fucking clue then. <laughs> everyone, everyone last went to the gym on the 3rd of January because that's yeah. when they started their New Year's resolution. And we all know that. Quit on the 4th? <laughs> yeah. Tenth? Well, no, you quit on the 3rd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walk in and then when you walk out, you know full well that you're never putting yourself through that again. Your wallet's a lot lighter as well, so you kind of have lost weight in that way. Lost your money. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they, the U.S. Navy, this is this is Navy-based um, experiment, uh, took place on the USS Eldridge. Eldridge. I, I can't talk. Eldridge. Um, um, Eldridge, which li- is... Little known fact about the name Eldridge. Uh, my name is El De Niro, and 
I used to be a FIFA YouTuber, and there also used to be a FIFA YouTuber called Eldred. It might still be one, I don't fucking know. Um, but this guy was called Eldridge HD or something like that. Um, all FIFA YouTubers have HD in their name, just so you know that they're that high definition. <laughs> um, but people used to always confuse me and Eldridge because we both of our names start with Eld. So. I, and that's and that's as far as it gets. Yeah, but like uh, <laughs> like I, I um I used to do a lot of uh, collaborations with like uh, friends of mine in the in the FIFA like sphere at the time, and people mm. people would comment on their page and be like, oh hey man, love the jewel com you did with Eldridge, and I'd be in the <laughs> I'd be looking at the comments saying like, ah oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it would have been amazing if at the time someone was like, Eldridge, oh mate, are you part of the Philly Philly conspiracy? <laughs> Were you in the experiment? Um, that's that's a good shout, actually, because then you now can visualize that person or what he sounds like, I suppose, him having his own fucking destroyer escort. Um, it's like a navy ship from the 21st century. These so imagine the, the him with one of those. Boats, aren't they? The big yeah. metal ones. Yeah, like ugly looking thing. Yeah, there's one in the movie Dunkirk, um, so it should help. Uh, viewers to visualize that Miguel hasn't seen Dunkirk or indeed any movie made after the year 1997 so no point <laughs> I mean I, I, I don't see any point and until someone convinces me to sit down and watch a movie from that era I just won't um tell you the last film I watched actually was Samurai uh, Cop yeah that was <laughs> every day that wasn't Samurai Cop I actually started watching Natural Born Killers oh that's a good one that's an actual good movie first time seeing it really? i'm a film student <laughs> what's crazy about that is like I, you must have gotten like your eyes must have lit up at that soundtrack in that movie because that's the most oh, yeah. music ever like yeah, the what nine snails hells yeah i think you trent put... reznor or i think either trent reznor or marilyn manson produced a soundtrack to that movie so it should be yeah i think yeah i think you under discogs is like it's it's mentioned yeah yeah uh, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen so far, it looks fucking amazing. Um, full review coming up of that um, <laughs> in a blog no one will read unless you came out of a coma from 94 <laughs> to today. <laughs> I wonder what this one guy right in 2018 thought of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so the, the theory here is um, that they were conducting these tests. Let's just say between – because – Saying it on end or sounds like they did it in a day. So let's just say between those times. Mm -hmm. um, so there's not even – so there's no written <laughs> – this is the problem with this shit. Um, there's not <laughs> documentation of it. But supposedly some of the tests included radar invisibility, optical invisibility, and a thing called magnetic invisibility. So basically they're doing a fucking snake. On yeah. MGS. They were like um, trying to pioneer a stealth ship, right? Like, so yeah. for all intents and purposes, it would be invisible, like, to... Yeah. Mm. To the Russians, presumably, or the Germans, the or Germans, the Japanese. Yeah. Well, like, it would... Um, Sorry, go ahead. I can... So, like, so, so far, it's reasonable. Like, we know that the CIA have tried to study telekinesis before with the MK Ultra project and we like so you got to assume that the the army has been looking into like alternative and you know pseudo hypnotic therapies and things like that so to try and make a ship invisible is mm. not too far fetched really for the navy i don't think no and 
I suppose conducting a test about invisibility and if the test is visible kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so um, it's the 60s. So, yeah, as you said, there. Were, I think MKUltra would have been happening. No, this is the 40s, sorry. Um, MKUltra would have happening about 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And um, that thing that they did where they gave syphilis to loads of, like, black people. Yeah, As a dude. treatment for syphilis. That's so dark. Yeah. So the concept here was to kind of wrap a almost like a magnetic bottle around the ship, which would absorb the radar waves. So they would sh- presumably they would shoot in, hit this sort of ball around it, this almost this magnetic field. Like this, this legitimately sounds like a, a plot to a sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually think there is a sci-fi movie called The Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, we, I, there is, which is what triggered one of the people that was in it to remember it and that's how you know he's legit (laughs) yeah 100 percent. repressed memories are a totally real thing and have not been disputed by science or debunked at all so that's good no i mean why would they yeah how can you dispute logic bro (laughs) um i really do hope that this is coming across sarcastic because i don't i don't want to be end people to be like we're used to a fucking stupid aren't (laughs) have you uh, you know um you know our boys, the Insane Clown Posse. The, uh, yes. Our, our, our friends. Um, they have a song. I, f- I forget the name of it, but one of the lines in it is "fucking magnets." What the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> have you? Have, oh, actually, have you seen that weird song that features um, former? Those of you who are old school wrestling fans might remember. You can also Google this man. The Honky Tonk Man turns up in one of their videos. Jesus, it doesn't surprise me. They they had a weird crossover with wrestling, didn't they? They had that. Um, yeah. The, Got their own promotion. The oddest, the oddites, oddities. Oh yeah, the oddities, oddities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the odd motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, they're a weird group, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. What What was with the uh, Juggalos? I thought juggalos would be someone who juggles. I, I was listening to um, uh, this um, this guy, John Ronson. He's an investigative journalist. I've mentioned him about 600 times on this <laughs> podcast. Um, but he, he's got this audio reading of a collection of articles that he's written for different places. And uh, it's called Lost at Sea. If you've got an Audible subscription, check it out. Because it's like 16 hours long or something. And it's awesome. It's so interesting. Um, but one of his things is about Insane Clown Posse. And he met them. And, um, so, like, I don't know if you know this, but they're super Mm. religious now, and they claim to have always been religious, but, like, clearly they haven't, and he interviews them, and it's, like, the most fucking batshit insane thing Oh, it's that, it's that scary thing where they're almost, like, they've been reprogrammed. Yeah, yeah. But they, but yeah. they, they've also managed to convince themselves that they were religious before, so it's, like, John Ronson is, like, reading their lyrics to them. About like murdering a woman for not and raping and all yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's just a funny story, man. That's not like a. That's not. I'm not telling people that they should live their life that way and all this shit. It's just yeah. like, okay, none of this is making any sense. I'm a character, and this yeah. is a metaphor for actually the government or for actually for this bit. In the but yeah, okay. How did we get here? Be, <laughs> yeah, that would be fine if you're able to back it up, but yeah, I, I didn't know that about them. I didn't know they had that sort of drastic of a change. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So yeah, so I imagine like I mean, if you've seen any sort of sci-fi film and you've seen the concept of having like almost an energy wave around something, 
to uh, protect it or to bounce ray shots out of it. It's just like that. Um, so they have these things called the Tesla coils. And this is where Tesla comes into it. Anything with Tesla in it is interesting. Yeah, so um, it the thing is about these Tesla coils, um, I don't know how sort of up to date they would have been at that point. Like I don't know. I think I thought I thought he was like dirt poor at this point. So I should have actually looked up into Tesla what the fuck he was doing. Um, but the basis is um, you create these sort of almost like traps of electricity. So as the raid comes in, it grabs it or shoots it back out. Basically, it was legitimately the type of thing that I don't think they could have been doing then or now. I don't think this is even possible now. Yeah. I'm sure they can have super stealthy boats and quieter things and and some, some mad quick planes and shit, but I don't think any of this could be achieved at that point. But... Then again, I'm not Albelic, and nor are you. <laughs> nor are you listening. None of us are Albelic. Um, so, have you heard the name Albelic before? Does that name mean anything to you? I think it might be one of those names that Tom DeLong mentioned on his ill-fated podcast with Joe Rogan. I'm not sure. He's one of those guys, though, isn't he? He's like a sort of a... He's like, a, if you are a ufologist or a UFO enthusiast, you will love this guy. And if you're a normal person, you're like, this guy's insane. Yeah, uh, but he is um, very calm demeanor. He's not, he's not a crazy. He's not, you know, screaming and yelling like, you know, I saw this, I did this. So um, let's get a little bit into him because he's kind of the sort of the face of the Philadelphia experiment. And what a fucking face it is. Um, I saw an interview with him. One of the comments was like, I don't believe it because the audio is out of sync, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Because, <laughs> you know, it's that thing, you know, where they talk and then the voice comes out like seconds later. Yeah. Um, and someone else said, never trust a man with a comb over. I mean, you can't, again, science. Yeah, facts. yeah those are facts. That's true. This is real. Um, but, yeah, so he was born in 1927. Um, his first memories, and this is where um, I might sound like I'm fucking nuts because – this is kind of the best um, biography of him that I found, um, and this is how it's written, although obviously we'll add takeaway bits because it's, yes, yeah, a bit crazy. Um, so his first memories of being Al Bielik. So already with that sentence, you're thinking like, what do you mean? Like I, I don't sort of go my first thought of – my first memory of being Miguel is when I was this old or this young. Did he think he was someone else before? Is he like reincarnated or something? Spoiler alert. No, no, yes. <laughs> You're wrong. Um, so his first memories of being Al Bielik was when he was nine months old at a family Christmas gathering. Um, the odd thing that he says was that um, he fully understood a conversation that was taking place around the piano. Hmm. Um, how old school is that? Like a conversation, a conversation around, around the piano. <laughs> yeah. so, so it was just playing the piano and everyone was just like having a chat. Dude's busting out fucking what would have been in the twenties. Um, oh, oh to a joy <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> Twelfth Symphony on a singular piano. <laughs> and he's like, I fully understand all of you. Um, why? So why, is, he, why is that significant? Well, I don't know. I mean, he said it, so 
That's such I mean, a. I, I feel people who talk about themselves with with that kind of like grandiose sense of importance is it's very cult like that that feels to me like something that Elron Hubbard would say like oh scary, I, when I was eleven I remember clearly the, like like it's it, it's it doesn't even involve questioning the fallibility of memory or the fact that a lot of the things that you remember in your head are complete fiction based so distorted yeah based very loosely on actual events like memory recall is just is very very sketchy and unreliable and it's yeah it it, that feels like such a cult leader thing to like celebrating the fact that he remembers something when he was nine months old is just not really like and the fact there was christmas the fact there was a piano um again it's it's very specific yeah Um, yeah so um, I do wonder what that conversation would have been, to be fair as well. I bet there's cigars involved in cigarettes and all sorts of smoking shit going on. I bet you it was in black t- and white and they all spoke really fast. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the side mouth. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, like don't that, breathe the smoke over an Al's face. Oh, I wasn't trying to breathe smoke over an Al's face. Why don't you play me a song on the piano? Hey, this just in. We got a new song to play on the piano. <laughs> hey, I'm nine years old. What's going on, guys? Um... <laughs> Yeah, fucking out little little Beelick sh- shooting his mouth off, fully understanding my adult conversations. Um, so uh, fast forward to grade school, he was known as the walking encyclopedia. Now, this is loosely based on stuff that he said in interviews. Like he wasn't going at high school. I was literally the walking encyclopedia. He he kind of just talks about his life a little bit, so you get context and this shit later on. Um, so. At, at this point, either he clearly is trying to reinvent himself, or he does actually believe this, or this is true, mm. which is the third option, which is one of those that it's like, this story is so crazy that there's no way he could have actually made that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he goes he goes to high school, and before he, he takes electronic tests, and he's the only one to pass, and the Navy's like, fucking yes, mate, you are needed. Uncle Sam needs Al Bielik. And Al Bielik needs a fucking piano and some conversation. <laughs> so, you know, it was like hand in glove, the perfect marriage. Um, so he completes his education and he sort of takes various jobs in the field of electronics. Um, so at one point, as, as he's getting sort of deeper into the, um, I guess the military, the Navy and kind of, because electronics, I suppose, was all over the gaff. It was everybody needed it on all sorts of. He was kind of a odd job over here. Hmm. Um, so he starts being told involvement. Our I mean us Earthians um, with ETs, extra testicles, and psyops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, record scratch. It was at this point that strange things started happening to Al. <laughs> So up till then, so the implication here is that up till then he was completely normal. Like, he's just your standard walking encyclopedia. He's the only guy to pass the test. He's the only one to hear about the extra testicles. He's the he's the only one hearing his fucking dad and his uncle chatting absolute shit on the piano. Mm. Um, I'm not skeptical at all. I, I I'm in. Like, because I was watching this. <laughs> I was watching this while I was um, at work. I had it on in the background because it's just like fucking him just talking to you. 
Um, so in 1956, he says he had a brief encounter with a man who he believes to be the dude from Star Wars. Mark, I should have written his last name. Hamill. Hamill. I should have watched Star Wars as well. Fucking hell. People who watch Star Wars were going to mentally stab me on that one. How old, Mark uh, Hamill in 1956 would have been like... In Hawaii. Was he from Hawaii? I don't know, but I know that he's... He, I reckon he must have been born in 1952 or 53 or something. I just wikied him. So he was born in 51. <clears throat> this is 56. So he was five years old. He... You don't meet a five-year-old. No, you do not meet a five-year-old. That's very fucking true right there. Like, that's a rule. That's a fundamental rule of grammar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even... Yeah, it's it's an odd bit of language to be like, Hi, how are you, sir? It's like, it's a fucking five-year-old. He would have presumably met his parents or siblings or someone with him. Yeah. Is he... Is he hang on, was he born in Hawaii? Let me have a quick look. I can't believe Mark Hamill plays a part in this. Yeah, I know, right? Because... Again, Al Bielik has his shit together. Um, where was he born? He was born in Oakland. Was oh, that Ohio or somewhere? Yeah, Cali. California. Oh, um, right. Just oh. see Hawaii. There is no mention to Hawaii. I just did a control F. Okay. But then again, what Al Bielik believes in reality can be two completely different things and one of the same. You never know. But did 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 Al Bielik say this in 1956? Like no, like... he said it in his interviews, and because there's hundreds of tapes with him. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, if, if he said in, in 1956 that he met the main guy from Star Wars, a movie that comes out like much later than that, <laughs> I, I'd be on board. <laughs> I would 100 percent believe in this. Now, of course, he said it. Well, yeah, so you know, Star Wars is a thing here, and you know. Why not add? Why not add a little bit of pizzazz to a story? Because maybe he's he, he sort of thinking, "Nah, they probably don't believe this." What if I say <laughs> I met <laughs> the fucking dude that went on to be in Star Wars? They'll believe it now. Or it's one of those things where like he thinks you're not listening, so he just <laughs> says something mad. You're like, yeah. yeah, then in 1957, I fucking headbutted Martin Luther King in an alleyway. You're like, whoa! I was drifting there about your fucking. Psyops and your fucking piano listening talk, but now, bro, I am in. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I once shared a fucking apartment with Tupac. <laughs> Whoa, Al! You I once shared a lit. kebab with Tom Jones. <laughs> I once sat on the same bench as Rosa Parks. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know she was Rosa Parks. To me, she was simply lady. Um, but years later, he's just like looking at the TV, and every day he's just like, I fucking that guy it's like mate that's tom cruise no i did it's like what did you wait a minute man tom cruise isn't even tom cruise yet there's no yeah. way you met this guy yeah he's um what's, what's, uh, have you heard of that um uh, you probably uh, this isn't really your genre chill wave <laughs> yes chill wave absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're talking about com Cruise, the band yes you yeah, do yeah. know it legend fucking yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally down to do a chill wave episode with anyone and everyone who ever listens to it. So. What, what, what would a chill wave episode consist of? Because it's literally just noise that you listen to while you're stoned. Like, it's not even like I and I, I preface. Oh, well, I, I love chill wave. It's a fantastic genre of music, but it, it really does not serve any purpose if you're not chilling out and being stoned. It's just like 
It's like the equivalent of like fog as a, as a music. Yeah, a, completely. You're just wandering around in your thoughts, and um, it kind of accompanies you through this sort of foggy-looking thing. Um, you yeah, know that 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 com is a comtrues. That's it. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. They're good. Um, yeah. And Tori Moy also great. There's another um, one called Blackbird. Blackbird. I like it. Um, yeah, they've got the weirdest names. There's some of them that are just like a Japanese name. And oh, then you Google them, you're like, you're an American band, mate. But most of them are just a person using yeah. an algorithm to procedurally generate noise <laughs> on YouTube live streams and shit. I love it. Yeah, same. Yeah, you know, I, I tune into them all the time. Like, it's, it's my yeah. background music when I'm... <laughs> that one with the girl doing her homework on yeah loop. yeah she's in like some kind of spacecraft and it's a gif image of which yeah. i pronounce gif that um it's a i don't know why people say gif when the founder of the thing calls it gif anyway and it's like yeah she's in this like little pod in the future mm. and there's there's like a, a video game playing and she's doing her homework and in the background it's like yeah and you're like <laughs> blaze <laughs> this is music this is i can i can hear my feelings and then if you're if you're feeling feeling uh feeling froggy there's the other one which is like a bart simpson laying in bed and it's like dark and it just loops that as well it's it's basically the exact same thing um it's harder to get into that one though yeah, I, I I listen to Chill Wave. Yeah, no, no, it's not as exciting. But I listen to Chill Wave like all the time at work as well. I think it's it's such a, it's like the perfect placeholder if you don't want to listen to anything concrete, like yeah. you know, I'll be like chatting shit. Um, when he when he was getting too mouthy, I was like, listen, Al, I'm gonna have to put you on hold. <laughs> but, but you probably already know I was gonna do this because you fucking you probably met me in the seventies in Japan, and um. Yeah, listen to some chill wave. So, um, so what was so so what what does he say to Mark Hamill, or what what in, in what why does he what's the context of him saying that? Is he just saying that because he's chatting shit? Like, it is, must be, but it, it's just such an odd bit of chatting shit, yeah, isn't it? No, like, it really I, is. I, I'm trying to like when I when I was trying to make notes on that, and, I, and obviously it's written on a website pretty much dedicated to him, which is where I get most of my sources from. A website called Who Is Albelic or something. Most like that. of your sources for anything, <laughs> any yeah, question yeah. that you have in life. Let's see what Albelic says about this. Um, I don't know. Mark would have been five, so I don't really know what you even assume. What features did he have when he's five that you go, "Hey, that's that fucking kid I met." He's holding a lightsaber. Uh, what? Odd. Odd, odd way to live, but then again, again, we're, we're not him. He's not us. He's not one of us. That's he's true. not one of us. Um, so he would then uh, work in California A, and he gets taken into Montauk, which is like that fucking weird place where apparently animal experimentation goes on. Um, good reference would be to watch Jesse Ventura's Conspiracy Theory, the episode he did there. Um, Jesse Ventura is a legend. Just added that. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. Are you surprised I'm a fan of Jesse Ventura? <laughs> no. Um. <clears throat> so he would work in an underground subway in Montauk, not the shop. He wasn't work at Subway in the underground. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird. He probably would have claimed he fucking did that though. Um. 
and um, at, it was at this time after they created the tunnel that he would be teleported from the underground base to his apartment. Oh, Jesus. Teleportation. Which, yeah. I mean, fuck the bus. Why would you do that? <laughs> Boom. Home. Have, have you ever, like, apparently they can, they can teleport, like, a proton or something like that. Like, it's possible for them to do it by setting... I don't know, do they use a magnetic field? Like, but I, this is now, isn't it? This will be now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I don't know. Like, it, it really is a failure of the education system that I managed to get through school and I don't know what a fucking proton is. Or, like, I, I don't know what a molecule is. I don't know what an atom is. Like, I, you know, I, I kind of know the gist of what like I, I could explain them so that i passed the test but i don't yeah. really know what the fuck they're what they are like yeah. as far as i'm concerned there's no such thing as atoms because i can't see them and therefore they don't exist same same thing for gravity same thing with the earth being round I, none of those things are true no just kidding but you know none of that <laughs> shit makes with, any sense same thing with i'll be like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same thing um, for everything. If I can't see it, it doesn't exist. But yeah. There's, there's no such thing as a McDonald's that sells hot dogs, because I've never seen it. No, um, nor have I seen a McDonald's that um, sells dogs. So there you go. Well, you, sir, um, have not been... To... <laughs> no, but... Um... Scotland. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a random place. Um, so... And uh, by the way, that's, that's there's a whole argument there to say that um, most of my knowledge came from when I finished school. Not when I was at school. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but what I was going to say as well, though, was um, one thing I do understand is um, there, there's a philosophical argument to teleportation that is explored in some movies and things like that. And, and kind of the same thing with time travel and stuff. But more so, um, when it comes to teleportation, right, if you... Um, well, like, what's happening if a person teleports from point A to point B? Um, the, does the machine break them down atom by atom and then send those atoms to another place where they're rebuilt again and if that's the case is the person who comes out on the other side the same person that left because presumably it isn't how could it possibly be yeah you've you've been defragged haven't you yeah (laughs) been taken apart like a a photocopier when it when it sends uh or or say a fax machine because i mean no one really knows how a fax machine works but only football it, managers do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only human beings that work. Um, yeah, the only under fucking that place where a fax is still fucking used. But, fucking but they... Lester. Lester filed the papers like six seconds too late for Adrian Silva. Yeah. Like yeah. no, fourteen. I, he got given squad number fourteen because it was fourteen seconds late. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, stupid. Yeah. But um, so how like teleportation just as a concept is is like. I, I, I also heard that they they can transport matter in that like specific kinds of matter. That's what they do in CERN and the you know the giant the hadron collider. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not enough bits, like or bytes or like gigabytes or like there's not enough of those in the world for them to be able to like transport anything larger Ow. than something that doesn't yeah like but it's it's just there are so many things about that idea that from like even if i can understand the philosophical implications of teleportation and and just like like because we we don't even know what consciousness is right but but presumably mm-hmm. this person is moving from point a to point b and their consciousness travels with them which al yeah. would have you believe because the way that he's talking about it he's conscious of the experience he knows what it is to be like that and all of those things um 
It, but it can't. He's, he's the person who, as far as I'm aware, been through mo- the most, some of the most traumatic things and has the most awareness out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard. That's a, that's a hard thing to have within you. Yeah, exactly. You know? People who go through traumatic experiences, presumably the brain tends to block a lot of shit out. That's why you get PTSD and shit like that. Yeah, it's, or the brain changes its chemical makeup. To, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Because um, it's trying to bring forth, like, not that horrible memory. So we're saying uh, that we don't entirely believe that he teleported himself. It's starting to crumble. <laughs> but I guess that at this point his argument is that, like, because I'm saying the words underground and bunker and, you know, 12,000 feet under the fucking sea, that y- you're already buying it. And mm-hmm. he ran the circuit with this story. And to be fair to him, from the few bits that I watched, because there's a lot, there's a lot of tapes and CDs. Cause a lot of people wanted to get a hold of this guy, especially during the UFO craze of the '80s. They they would have tried to get their hands on anybody who claimed they worked for the government, and and some of them true, some of them not true about aliens and teleportation and anything that kind of is that confirmation bias, I guess, or whatever the fuck that is. When you're like, Kinda, you're just yeah. saying, yeah, we well, are just saying the thing I want to hear, so I can then go ahead with my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so um, at in the 70s, um, he then and now becomes the program director for the physics who manned the Montauk chair. Um, I don't know what the fuck the Montauk chair even is. I don't know if it's a literal chair or a metaphorical chair. Um, but he had – he basically – he had cloud at this point. Um, and some of his duties was to control the uh, – not to control, to – handle the mind control program <laughs> you handle that al <laughs> yeah al you can clearly travel through time um so fucking do it um it it, it was under the, the montauk boys which is like the shittest boy band in the world the montauk boys. um so again if, if this was a certain different podcast I'd say something along the lines of, this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> but I'm not that guy. I'm not, not saying that, that it, I'm not saying that you're crazy if you think that this is normal. I'm not saying that. If you think that, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't want anyone to misconstrue the point of that. So, you know, this is just what I think. This is just what I think. <laughs> Here it gets crazy. I'm sorry, but it does. I'm just really – I mean, if anyone's offended by the fact that I said here's where it gets crazy – and I'm, I'm so fucking sorry. Um, it's just that to me personally, <laughs> this is just my opinion. Like again, this is just me speaking for myself. I um, would, I, what I, what I love about this, it, like, so, so this is an inside joke that me and Miguel have that we both realized independent of each other about a podcast that we listen to, and now I'm calling on you, the listener, to tell me what podcast it is because I want to know if other people have noticed this. Yeah. Hopefully the hero Ray gets crazy gives a clue of what the podcast is. Yeah. But then the second bit might be uh, for those yeah. for a seasoned listener. They're just yeah. so apologetic for yeah. having a shred of an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely guys, though. Yeah, no, they're um, absolutely awesome. So at this point, in so we're now coming up to the eighties. Like I'm assuming he was just chilling, doing mind control. You know, you mm. do this, you do that. Oh, I'm shooting off home someone teleport me back to my fucking crib um it is in the 80s um when time control programs were operational according to al 
um, Al then participated in some time travel experiments. Um, so him and this other dude called what's his name, uh, Duncan Cameron. Uh, they t- he says that they travel to Mars on several occasions. Okay, so yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> say no more. Yep. Say no less. <laughs> like, if I was at, at this point, if I was in one of those old talks and I was in the audience, I was like, "Let me stop you right there." <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> and by the way, this dude is stonewalled. Like, he's not giggling. He's not. You know, giving anything away. But they so never he... are, though. Like they, they, they're always like, oh, it's, it's fucking. Uh, like, they believe, you know. Th- this guy is obviously smart. He's this not a actually, charlatan. This is a thing that gets me about a lot of this shit, and it's something that I, like, I actually struggle with myself because I think it's just by chance that I happened to not be one of those people, right? But um, David Icke is a great example of a man who is quite clearly intelligent, right? Like you, you listen to him talking about the the global banking system and its flaws, and like. He's pretty fucking spot on. Like, there's a little bit of a conspiratorial lens that he's looking at it through. But, like, the things that he's saying are, are like, they're educated and, and they're based on observation. And, he, like, he has a good insight. Um, uh, he clearly is an intelligent man. Like, he's not mm-hmm. a pseudo-intellectual. He he has a, a genuine intellectual capability and um, a good academic prowess and a conversation with him would be really insightful no matter what the discussion is right but he fucking Mm -hmm. believes that the queen of england is a lizard and that like most you know high ranking officials in the world are conspiring and uh, there and and like it's really shit right i re- like i really feel for the guy because he gets tired as an anti-semite because supposedly if you believe in the illuminati as lizard people the lizard people thing is just an allegory for your anti-semitism and when you say lizard it's code word for jew right which, which is jewish it's, it's not is, true is that from like those horrific cartoons from back in the day though no it's it's from fucking the anti-defamation league and and they just um they're like a really like overly sensitive body I think they're set up with very good intentions, but often they they're really really wide in the mark. Mm. And the same with the the uh, Southern Law, whatever the, whatever that group that's suing um, Majid Nawaz, uh, the so- Texas Southern Law Poverty Center, some some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all set up with the best of intentions, but they end up tiring. Like David Icke is ruining his reputation on his own. He doesn't fucking need to be labeled as an anti-Semite, yeah. and it's really horrible because he's actually not. And he quite clearly is, you know, troubled in some way, or even if he's not, whatever. Um, but yeah, so he believes all these insane things in spite of the fact that he is, like, other than that, a quite level-headed, ordinary man, and like a decent yeah. man by all accounts. It's just really strange. It's when it's when he drops the dimension shit that you kind of yeah. have to go, all right, mate, you had me, you had me at, you know, banking systems set to exploit the poor. You had me at, you know, benefits the rich, rich get richer, poor get poorer. Here's some of the deals. Here's some of the dark events of wars. And here's the fact that why I don't think the royal family are relevant. But if he said they're not literally lizards, they're metaphorical lizards. They are shapeshifters in a metaphorical sense as in like they are whoever they need to be in order to get what they want. Yeah, yeah, I'd be on board with that. In order to get that. popularity, and but, that's absolutely fine, because that's just called being a politician. But he's that's saying they're called... interstellar, yeah. like, time-traveling dimensions. Like, it's just, like, it's So fucking... you're basically one step away from Scientology. But but here's 
the really worrying thing, right, is that I, I've been... We're, we're going to do an episode on the Flat Earth because I, I just... I am, I'm too fucking deep in this at the moment. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like Too I, flat into it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't... Like, I, I can't really... I, I would lose a debate with a Flat Earther because I would say... Um, one of the main reasons that we can tell the Earth is round is because... Well, I, maybe I should save some of this for the episode. But, like, we would say gravity. Then the Flat Earther Jesus. says, well, I don't believe in gravity. Like, or, or, or I would say that the effects of gravity are massively overstated. Right? I don't know what to fucking go back to when they say that. Apart from, like, obviously we have pictures from space and all of that. But they're going to say that none of these things are real. I don't know how to scientifically explain yeah. the roundness of Earth. And I think that's a failure of the education system in, in some ways. But... If I what is were... the qualifier? That, that's a very good point, because you could be like, what is the qualifier that gets me to prove to you that um, what you think is wrong, and they keep disqualifying or, or yeah. changing the goalposts? Yeah. There's only so many like sharp ends you can take before you fucking hit around the bay and just go around in circles, because the argument then remains, and you go, well, why would NASA fake that? And he goes, oh, because they want you to believe it. You should really why start, don't? like with. So. You should really start off by saying, um, "What would it take for me to convince you?" And, and if they say nothing, or if they say something that's impossible, then don't engage because it's kind of like arguing with a religious person. Um, yeah. and, and it's the same like way with this Al Bielik guy. Like, assuming his credentials are legit, aside from all of the outlandish stuff, but I mean his military credentials, his. Um, his his um his titles that he's had in all these jobs that he's had mm. like was quite clearly an asset and an intelligent man and yeah. it's, it's 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 the same way when Tom DeLong was on Joe Rogan's show talking about all of this shit that he's gotten from the government and all like I believe Tom DeLong everything that he's saying like obviously I think it's all bullshit but I believe that he's been told all of this like I think there are people in the government who believe, or, or they want to believe, you know what I mean? Like, they think that yeah, they're yeah, aliens. Yeah. They've never actually seen them, but they want there to be, and therefore they use some of the budget on it. And the, Who was the guy mm. that ran with um, Hillary Clinton? His name was Kane something? Um, Tim Kane? Tim Kane, yeah. Yeah. His his plan was to make all of the Area 51 files unclassified if Hillary Like, straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, that's... You know, probably wouldn't have. But well, realistically, I reckon he would have been told no. Yeah, he would have been stonewalled. Yeah. He would have been stonewalled by the deep state. Yeah, but, the, but <laughs> the, like the truth of the matter is that if he were to do that, it would probably be a matter of serious national security. But he's doing it because he wants to believe in aliens. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that part overrides the other part. So like, if yeah. someone wants to believe in something, they're going to believe in it no matter what, and there's no way that you can convince them. And that fucking terrifies me, because who knows yeah. what the fuck I believe in? That I just it feels right, therefore I believe in it. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, it's, his perception reality, basically. Yeah. If he sat there telling you a hundred percent that in his mind he knows he went to Mars on several occasions, you can't be like, no, you didn't. And he's like. What the fuck do you know about it? And, he, and then you go, oh, well, not much, but yeah. I know well, that you didn't. If, if you were to even back it up and say, listen, the the teleportation thing, like, so what does that entail <laughs> specifically? If he if he was able, if, if I were like, all right, so, so does it split you up atom by atom and then uh, and, and then transport, like, protons and, and all? Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make. If, he, if he were to say that, like, well, listen, it's a particle accelerating device that disintegrates yeah, yeah whatever i would just be like all right 
Yeah. Like, I don't and, know what that means. And again, so if you're being teleported to your fucking, to your gaff, why wouldn't you just go somewhere else? Yeah, well, yeah. I want Playboy well, Mansion. But you, like, but you could say that uh, maybe... Area 51. Maybe it's a device there. he can only walk through point A and appear through point B, you know what I mean? Like, it's portals, <laughs> and there has to be portals set up or whatever. I, like, there, there are numerous ways to lie your way out of something like that. Yeah, his neighbors hate him, by the way. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. fucking time-traveling bitch coming in and out at whatever time he pleases, time-traveling his way through the house. That would How be dare awesome. you? Um... Yeah, I reckon having that machine about would be quite loud as well. Or, or is he just basically that he's, he's gone down the Futurama sort of model, the tube, go in the tube, pop in one end, go underground, uh, pop back in in your house. Um, what's his name? Elon Musk is building one of those. Yeah. For, uh, so yeah, I mean, could be that. Could have been I'd, some. I'd love to speak to him about Al Beelick in this whole story. I'd, I'd love, love to see what yeah. he makes of it. I'd love to. Because I reckon him. most most of the stuff he would have been like. Yeah, that's probably bullshit then, but I want to do that now. <laughs> well, the great thing about Elon Musk is he'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to spend a billion dollars in trying to figure out if that's true or not. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, let's, let's make it happen. Um, so, uh, so at this point, Al Bielik and his buddy Duncan, um, did I say Duncan's last name? Uh, Duncan, you want to... Duncan, Duncan Cameron. Cameron, yeah. That's um, Two first names. Two first names, never trust one of those, right? <laughs> um <clears throat> Um, I'm trying to think of people who I knew had first names. Actually, not that many. Logan. Um, Logan. Yeah, trust. Yeah, exactly. There, there's your, there's your standard. Um, Kent Paul from GTA. Yeah, that's <laughs> so played by Danny Dyer. His last name is Paul, right? Like, like if they his, are the Pauls. Yeah. If his parents named him Chad, his name would be Chad Paul. Chatty Paul. <laughs> it's just and, and and Chad could have been a possibility. That's a very American name. He looks man. like a fucking Chad. If yeah. anyone, I if you showed me a picture of him and said what's his name and I had no idea, I would one hundred percent say Chad or Bryce Chad. or some name like that. Bryce Chase. Yeah, Tyler. Corey. <laughs> Corey. Um. Oh God, I had another one. Um, another one of these Todd. You know, one of these classic absolute. Um, um, I think it was um, was it George Carlin who made a good point about names, and he said that like um, certain names immediately give you an image of someone, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, a Kyle doesn't sound like a tough guy, but a Joe or a Joey might. Um, I've really enjoyed that bit. It was hilarious because he's basically just saying like, you know, who's most likely to beat you up? Is it someone called? Tyler or Chase or Todd or Rod or is it someone going to be called like George or fucking, you know, Frank? You know what I mean? Like there's certain names Bruce. that evoke Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Bruce has to be a bruiser. That's is basically there in the name. Or else the greatest rock and roll musician of all time. Yes. Bruce. Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yes. Yes. With hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis with hair. There's not many things in the universe better than that. No. No, and that's by the way, everyone wondering back in the day. That's actually how they introduced him. <laughs> Here he comes, Bruce Willis with hair. Um. <laughs> it is really weird, like retrospectively, how they had to mention that in every interview. Yeah. Because like, when you look back at it now, you're like, well, that makes sense because he is Bruce Willis with hair. But if you were watching that live, they would just be like, here's Bruce Willis with hair, and Bruce Willis would sit down and they'd be like, so you've got hair. It's fantastic. <laughs> so it's good to have you here and your hair. Yeah. Um, welcome to you both. 
they're basically they're kind of seen as separate entities who just yeah. happen to be combined. That's right. A little yeah. bit like Al Bielik and time travel. That's really separate strange. entities combined. You never think about that. It's just one of those things. Well, you know? hair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Bruce Willis with hair being an entirely separate thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah the 80s were crazy. That's I mean, true. as as Al Bielik will tell you, it was pretty <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, so he goes to Mars on a few occasions. Um, he says he remembers several other trips he took with teams to to a research station in 100,000 BC to other planets. Just, right. You know, so on, uh, Klingon, um, Stone Coldion, you know, all, all the big planets. Not, you know? not not that this needs to be debunked, but if he were to go back to 1000 BC, uh, the atmosphere... 100,000 as well. 100,000 BC. Like the, <laughs> so the atmosphere on Earth would not even have been breathable yet because there would have been too much gas in the... Like, life at that point had evolved to be able to breathe air that was that um, impure. And uh, Al Bielik, unless they fucking... <laughs> rigged him up with an extra set of lungs with a filtration device. I, I don't think that was happening. See, I, I, I use And that's every... why we didn't exist, this funnily like... enough. It's... That's why Al and Al's other mates weren't fucking there. <laughs> exactly. It says a lot about my... um, Like, you know, at the start, the way you said that I'm very analytical, like, I'm using every single tool at my disposal to try and debunk this. Like... <laughs> You know, like, so far, it's not really working, mate. Like all you're saying is <laughs> you just run shit the wall on seeing what sticks. I'm I'm Team Albelic. Yeah, no, Hashtag you obviously you believe now. that this is 100 percent fact. So so there's yeah. there's no way I can ever talk you down from that hill that you're going to die yeah. on. So it it just is what it is at this point. T- team Albelic. That's just I'm still Team Belic at the point at this point. Um, so yeah, he went to 100,000 BC. Um. And then it just kind of says to other planets to get canisters filled with light and dark energy, dot, dot, dot. And he also went to the year 6037. Just went there. All right, I'll, I'm off. Um, Do you know what's really weird about this, right, is that I was watching Futurama the other day, um, two days ago, and it was the one where um, Fry is late for his date with Leela because he has to test um, pr- the professor's uh, time-traveling machine. And they go yeah. to the future, and then they realize that they can't go back because they can't. With with time travel, you can only go forward, and you can't go back until they mm-hmm. invent the machine that lets you go back. So they end up going all the way into the future, and uh, they go like a hundred thousand years in and everything. And I was watching it, and I am. Um, I don't know. I was I was going to message you, and I I can't remember why I didn't. I think I went to cook or something, and then I got sidetracked. But I was going to say, have you <laughs> ever fucking thought about? what it would be like to go 100,000 years into the future. Like, have you ever just imagined what the landscape of the planet would look like? Or have you ever just had the urge? Or or do you ever even feel, you know, that FOMO, fear of missing out? Do you ever feel mm. that when you think about what the what the Earth is going to look like in, like, 4,000 years? Yeah. Um, well, the fear of aging is, is a fucking relentless one, isn't it? I, I, like, don't, I don't get that. I, I get, You like, don't? Not oh, okay. really. I, I plan on being dead way before I age. But I was thinking, like, of... <laughs> I, I plan before aging, but way before I die. So between the two of us, we got this covered. <laughs> we'll be fucking sorted, mate. <laughs> no, but it's like, I, like we're, we're going to miss out on so many technological... Presumably, like, let's say, assume best case scenario, we don't destroy the planet. We don't ruin it for ourselves. Mm. We don't... Um, but we don't. If we're able to bypass the Great Filter, I don't know if you know what that is, but I'll explain it maybe another time because it's very mm-hmm. meaty of a topic. But um, okay. if 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 the Earth doesn't, be, if if we're able to prosper and continue to prosper and grow on this planet, and 
Um, everything that's going to happen within the next, even just the next hundred years, is going to be insane. Um, like the things that we're going to be able to do, and it fucking sucks that I'm not going to be around to see any of it. And then I think, imagine what the Earth would be like in six thousand years. Like, yeah, I, or even like like a full like, because the thing is like, because to me, I I've read those those videos of like you know what would happen if all humans left the Earth, like what would happen if all animals left the Earth, what would happen if um you know gases and all the shit going on with climate change would you know be a hundred times worse like what's the future look like and most of the time the only positive stuff seems to come from imagination rather than like at the pace we're going this is gonna happen at the pace we're going the fucking doomsday clock is going yeah it's two seconds to midnight it's a, like, it's a skull and crossbones <laughs> yeah and most of the time it's yeah so there's like two perspectives on that because like I'm I'd miss out on the idea of the future that I have in my head, because um, you always think that you know with history things always move forward. It's always progression. It's always never repeating, never about repeating mistakes of the past. But as you start putting, you know, as time passes again, and you you've got more of a timeline of everything in a more documented timeline. Sorry, Al, <laughs> yours is not that documented, mate. Besides these documents, but um, you realize that. People seem to make the same mistakes over and over again by thinking they're cleverer than the people that came before them. Yeah, you, I, I think of every person from the past as being a fucking moron. Like, yeah. I, I, I think the difference between, like, cavemen, actual cavemen, and the the society that we have now is about 60 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I give um, fucking no credit to people for who lived in the past at all. no. Because, like, I mean, you get the ones that, like, you like mentioned here, your Teslas, you know, Einstein, yeah, you Einstein, know, like, yeah. fucking Socrates and all those dudes dropping mad philosophy and being like, the day goes this long and the hours are this long and I figured out how many – that possibly there's another planet out there because I've been looking up at this. I was like, people like that, they're always going to stand out. But for every one of those, you've got, like, 250 million just, like, idiots just, like, <laughs> walking around banging their head into things like shagging and eating whenever they want and then just kind of dying and you would think that from that point to the point we're at now that that i you know that people overall would be more intelligent of you know and contextualize the world they live in so obviously the world we are in now mm -hmm. but you don't see that there's still a massive disparity across intelligence yeah and there's different planes of consciousness yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, let's say 6,000 years in the future, we'll be doing probably these pods, you know, podcasts, you just think a thought and it's like recorded and you can just, me and you can just have a, a series of thoughts together and don't say a word, you know, eyes are flickering maybe a little bit. Um, and it's like, it goes onto this little machine and you can just like, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, because uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball had a good reference. It's like these little capsules, and you blow them up, and you've got a thing that you want there. But this will be just probably like everything's just purely, you know, hologram. So you just go to like a hologram library, and you pull out a little disc, you fucking insert into your brain. Like, that is my idea of like an awesome future, and everyone is so clever because you can access anything in knowledge and just put it up in your brain i'm sure it's probably a plot of a film because i'm sure a film's probably t thought of this concept where you know you think um oh i want to be quite good at uh driving 
So I'll just take this little chip boom, in the head. I'm now the best motherfucking driver there is. You've never every... seen The Matrix, have you? <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, I've seen The Matrix. But there you go. Yeah, like kind of like that, but without having to go to a different plane, I suppose, just being like your everyday stuff. Yeah. Um, and you'd still have people who are willfully ignorant. Um, I was listening to Tool today and yesterday. Actually, I was listening to a lot of Tool as of late because someone's fucking finally put together live um, clips and albums, which the audio is pretty clean because Tool don't have any DVDs. Long story short, Tool are this um, amazing band, but I don't I don't want to get into that. But basically, in, in one of the Tool, I have a lot to say about. Tool. I, there's too much to say about Tool, and I don't think we'll be on the same level between you and I. No. Um, <laughs> But the point is, in between one of the songs, um, our, our Holy Majesty, Maynard James Keenan, said, Fox, Facebook, uh, alt-right, the alt-left, Reddit, and he sort of named all the hot topics. This is a 2017 gig. And he said, they're not your enemy. Ignorances. Oh. And you're like, whoa, I dropped so the mic. profound. Whoa, now let me play a 20-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, fucking every second, bro, is the best. Um, but like, I guess you're still going to get ignorance. This is my point, I guess, overall. You're still going to get ignorance, and you're still going to get people who are willfully um, bury their head in the sand mm. and refuse to advance and learn. I mean, we've all got this now. Like, you, you, you know, we've all got friends who they're, I don't know, they're always complaining about like, oh, we've, man, I hate having to go get money. I hate having to go and pay my bill at they having to go to the council, and you're like, oh, you can't just do that electronic. No, 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 I'm scared of the internet, mate. They're going to try and fuck off me. And you're like, what? Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, we all have friends who use Facebook for its intended purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like legitimately, it's, you know, exactly. You still get people who they, they they're almost given a sort of table, and um, they, they'll fill up that table with shit. Like your fucking brain. Okay, they give brain. You put all this shit in the brain, and then like they'll keep that shit, even though it has no relevance to 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 to, to the context that they're in. It'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I could get a, a wireless phone, but yeah, I really love my Nokia. You know, I really think that covers everything I need to do. But then it's like technology will then overtake you, mm. and there's a there's a drop off point which you just go. Well, fuck learning that. I'm I'm too far. It's like me with films, I guess. Fuck going there. Like, see, I'm being ignorant about oh, a new film. Dude, I got the fucking I got the VR thing for the PlayStation Four, right? On the on the 25th of December, right? And it's still in its box, right? And I opened the box and I looked at how many things you have to connect to the console, and I was like, fuck that, and it went back in yeah. its box. <laughs> yeah, straight away. Like, you know, you do that if you if you look at a bill and you're like. Oh mate, that's that's tons of money. If I pay it in a week, I'll somehow feel better about it, even though the money's still the exact same money going from one end to another. Yeah, you're, and you're just moving, get paid in a week. You're just moving the anxiety around your head. Yeah, it's odd, like little things like that. Um, you know, so th the idea of the future being like a utopia, it only generally tends to happen in 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 the mind, which well, goes to I guess goes to show that the mind's still quite a pure thing. I, that it still takes the absolute best of what the future can provide. I would argue that there's, there's, I, I would argue that the future 
could potentially be so good that there would be room for the ignorant people and even people who don't want to participate in society their out will be that they basically upload their consciousness to a machine and live in a video game forever like yeah i, I don't their design basically. yeah yeah exactly yeah. and I, I like i i think that that is kind of what's going to happen i saw this fucking as soon as we're on this topic of like talking about weird shit anyway i saw this unbelievable youtube video from uh some fucking guy I, he he looked like he was probably about 22 years old but he clearly studied um something with like four names that i don't know anything about <laughs> like it's got intergalactic yeah some yeah thought. some yeah, shit matting um so he, he was talking about um what the end game for humanity might be and this video had like 2000 views it was just some guy standing in a forest and the camera was kind of moving around him and it was just like such a good video and I've never been able to find it because it has such few views and I don't know exactly what to search. Um, but he, he said like that maybe the reason why um, it could, it, the, the, this could also serve as an answer to the Fermi paradox, which is the question of if there are statistically so many planets with inhabitable life, where is everybody? And it, it could just be mm -hmm. that um, civilizations as they grow um, and their, what their end game is, is that they interface uh, they cross their interface with AI, um, upload their consciousness to some machine, and then they, uh, as they become machine uh, with like biotech and and all of that, um, eventually what they do is they uh, find a black hole and they traverse the black hole and they're in some cross-dimensional utopia. Uh, as a large bit of consciousness. Yeah, outside Once, of our yeah. universe. Um, See if if Al Belix said that about the future, I'd be pissing myself laughing at him. <laughs> I but I'd still be like that seems to cover it a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like it was so fucking. Or if good. he if he put it forth as a theory, yeah, he said I'm just some guy. I'm a very clever man. Clearly, here's what I've accomplished. Here's what I've been through. Here's what I think the future will be. You could even say I had these fucking visions or I read all these books that led me here. Um, sorry, I'm just bringing it around to the topic here. But to me, that, see, you've just put a better point across by saying, like, potentially that's what could have happened. Mm -hmm. um, he's again, this is the difference between theory and he and he's being literal about it, yeah. which fucking sucks, because, yeah, that's it's a very, that's very possible because, yeah, we have infinite number of planets infinite number of types of planets right as mm -hmm. i understand um there's gonna be some fucking entities in them at some point but i guess you wouldn't know how advanced they are so you wouldn't really because because you're basically judging everything up against your own set of experiences aren't you you're kind yeah. of going they yeah. must have they all must live in a house Exactly. Uh, they must you, you, be the concept of family. They and, must drive yeah. in cars. Like you, you, yeah. you totally just fall down in that way. When you and even when you see any any designs of things, it's just basically taking the technology that we already have by saying, okay, instead of the car, you have the hover car, yeah, and it'll be yeah. like sky traffic. It's like know? even if if you think the idea right of a singular. Uh, alien life form traveling to earth in a spacecraft right knowing what we know now and about where we are likely to go in the future right that's a ridiculous concept they would obviously send ai or a droid or something like there's just no fucking way if they've mastered interstellar space travel that they would go themselves alone yeah. singular alien. it's 
It's just, a group of aliens. Yeah, lads, let's just head down to. Yeah, it's so true. It's such they a would part send the proxy. of its time. Like it's such a yeah. it's such a basic fucking idiot ape human concept to think. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're gray. They look exactly like us, but they're you know what I mean. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's it's odd to think that was like the sort of the first idea of of what the alien is is it's like it's this it's humanoid. It's gray. It's got big eyes, little mouth, and it's just like. So it basically looks like um, a child who's been starved. Yeah. You know, yeah. those pictures that you see, and, and, and their bellies are big, yeah, and their arms exactly, are really thin. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, that's... It, their mouth could be where my fucking fingers are. And their knee could be where my nose is. Like, it... And by the way, I'm not just saying, like, you know, make up any old shit and say that could be an alien. I'm not saying like that. What I mean is, it's... How is something that has never been legitimately proven to be seen has such a specific set of parameters of what it looks like because it was made it by could be. uh orson wells in one of his books yeah or fucking be. the other guy um hubbard you know yeah, he probably yeah. had an idea of what you know what other entities and species would look like um but again so I think as well, by the way, in the future, just whilst we're on this topic, um, I think as well either in in the maybe super distant, maybe, you know, 600 years, not even, you know, 1,000 or 2,000, we're either going to be completely, like you said, conscious, aware of consciousness and being able to kind of pinpoint what it is and what it stands for and what is, you know, what is a dream, where do you go when you die and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. or – we will be the loneliest beings on the planet because we'll have so much self-awareness that we realize there's a, a sort of level of pointlessness to it. That That's why I think it'll be that you upload it and you live in a video game because it's just non-stop yeah. entertainment that you make yourself. So even if you feel yourself getting bored, you'll be able to code something new in by just thinking about it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, because it will, yeah, it will, it will up your experience of it. Because you are you and you know what you like and you know what you don't like and, and and if you want it to live in a world that's like a Sims-like world where everything's peaceful and quiet and sort of straightforward, you can. Or if you wanted to create a sort of GTA-type experience with lawlessness and you can never die or if you die, you just come back as you were. And so, or, you know, it, it is possible, but um, should we come back to our boy Al Bielik here? Yeah, I think we should bring this um, one home. Yeah. Because I actually, to be fair though, I we should do one on on, on what theories of the people actually put forth of what the future is, and kind of go through those as well and see what yeah what legitimately could look. Not that I'm in a position to judge what's real. It's like the fucking X Factor, but for like thesis. Well, well like fuck it, we're allowed to talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, like yeah. I, I've admitted in this episode that I don't know fucking any. I, like I've admitted in this episode that for all intents and purposes, I don't really know why the Earth is round. So like. Yeah. I, I'll fucking talk about anything. <laughs> Al Bielik knows more about more, knows more about ting, things than you and I do. Well, of course he does. Um, He's been to fucking Mars twice. Yeah, look what that got him though. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. I wonder if he saw Matt Damon in, or Baby in Mars that would have then eventually become Matt Damon in the film The Martian. Um, see, I do know con- contemporary references. <laughs> <laughs> One. Um, so he went to get canisters. Why canisters? But got to finish one sentence filled with light and dark energy so he went to the really really far past and six six thousand thirty seven to grab that mm-hmm. this is in the 80s um then al goes dark okay he he loses memory he's just like a normal guy 
1988, um, we can call this section of the podcast Lost Memories. Um, in 1988, Al Bielik, I'm going to read as I wrote this. So in 1988, Al Bielik started to recover from fragmented memories of his involvement in the Philadelphia Experiment after seeing a late night TV airing of the 1984 movie The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so he literally couldn't even... Fu- Oh, this Did is... he get a massive thank? This is so and annoying. He sat late at night, just completely conked out of his mind. Actually, I shouldn't even say dank, because that gives dank a bad name. <laughs> he was fucking shooting up heroin. <laughs> he, he was just, yeah, crack rocks all around him. LSD, um, mushrooms, ayahuasca. He went to the fucking jungles of Colombia and, you know, when South America got some fucking ayahuasca. Dude, I've just thought of the fucking greatest <laughs> explanation for this entire thing. Right? Everything that he says is true to him, but he was a participant in the MKUltra experiment. Could be. Right? Could be. When he had all this shit implanted in him, that's why he's all fucked up. And they told him, like, alright, listen, we're gonna send you to Mars, and they put him inside of a fucking tube or something, and they closed the lid, and they gave him LSD, and he was sitting (laughs) there in the blackness, and all he could do... Oh, I'm not laughing, because that shit sounds bad, sorry. (laughs) But, like, but that that could literally be it, and this guy is completely rational and honest, and he has been fucking conned by the government. Because the government does that. Like, well, they have done it anyway. Hmm. And that'll be, by the way, if this was a movie, that'll be the greatest twist. Because that, you can twist yeah. and go, big dudes in government suits go, ha <laughs> yeah, we did it. And But even then, in the film version, the twist is, you don't know if him thinking about the government age was something that he also thought of. This is my favorite, that's my favorite thought that I've ever come up with. <laughs> 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 to just round off this insane well, You've battle. tied it all up. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um... Because of his involvement in the Philadelphia Experiment, working in Montauk, and other secret uh, black budget programs, he's probably had mind control done to him. Mm-hmm. So I guess they would – I guess the argument there is um, they eliminated his consciousness and implanted a new one, but the old one still kind of remained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it – He's an odd man. Um, nah, Al, nah. <laughs> I, I, see, the person who wrote this fucking thing, there, at this point, like, I, I, when I started taking notes on this, because I, I, you know, because I couldn't only listen to him for so long, and people started noticing that I kept going, <laughs> what? like, just <laughs> kind of reacting, almost like, viscerally reacting, like, oh, oh, no, come on, man. Um, the guy who wrote this, I can't remember the author or the name of the website, but he then says, it is always possible that selected memories could have been distorted or even inserted into our subconscious. Fuck off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For disinformation purposes. But to dismiss his remarkable revelations out of hand is foolish. Al discovered if both hemispheres of the brain are in balance or in sync, then mind control access and manipulation by mind control programmers is thwarted. <coughs> he explains that in his autobiography, vi- in his autobiography videos, um, some methods for balancing the left brain and the right brain to achieve this balanced state. If he has this ability, why would he keep it to himself? Mm. And, and when I mean when I keep it to himself, I'm just saying like he's telling you that he can do the shit with the right brain and the head bra- and, and and the other side of the brain. Um, 
Fucking, I just forgot the word left. <laughs> I was wondering what just like, happened what the fuck? to you. <laughs> I left side just got fucked. I don't know. See, this is the problem is, like, as you go deeper into the holes, it gets very, very muggy and dark and, and weird because you're basically going, like, if you can balance the left side or the right side of your brain, it's like, what the fuck am I saying here? Yeah, I know. Um. I know. So, again, the rest of this little biography says one of the most compelling revelations in Al's private talk in Laguna Hills from his eight-hour video. What the fuck? That's a fucking day's work. Eight-hour video? Are you fucking kidding me? That's – that's a, yeah, that is a day's work. It's literally a day's work. He's <laughs> getting paid by the fucking hour. Do you get a lunch uh, break in there? No. Because when you time travel, lunch is it's, it's a little bit like um, have you ever seen Twenty Four? I uh, yeah, like I saw the first season like the year it came out. So anyone who wants to laugh at propaganda and see how much that show was made through an American lens should really watch that show. But my point is, maybe he treats his like work life as like Twenty Four. You never see <laughs> yeah. just when it cuts to like Jack Bauer, he just taking a massive shit. Like, it never cuts to that. Um, he's all action. He's all Al. All Belik. Um So, he makes a reference to being teleported to the year 2137. And this this is kind of more specific. Um, so, um, after jumping off the Navy ship in Eldridge, this is where it comes full circle, because we talked about USS Eldridge earlier, in 1943, August 12th, with his brother Duncan Cameron. Um, should have told you it was his brother. Sorry I didn't... Uh, I guess the last name thing really fucking threw me off, right? Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Al Belix got a whole other personality. Lulz. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Listen to this. They jumped out of the ship and fell and spiraled out of control. Yeah? And they landed in a future hospital in the year 2137. All of the people that Al spoke to told them of the great changes and cataclysmic events that have occurred in the opening years of the 21st century, none of which that selfish motherfucker bothered to tell anyone when he was doing his eight-hour talk. Al, do you not think that will come up at some point? That's how you know it's true. <laughs> if at the end of the video, because which was done like in the 80s stroke 90s, if he did a sort of like, Trump 2016, he just run out of the building. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Did he just say Trump 2016? <laughs> It just walks away. There'll be black president. Just runs off. He's like, "Yo, Al, I appreciate that. At least you left us little little seeds." Um, it's really so, funny uh, the way he, he describes that. Literally, like how a TV show from the '80s would work as well. Yeah. They fell off into and and they spiraled off the thing and woke up in a hospital in in the year two thousand one hundred and thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, good one, Al. Yeah. What what else you got for me? Well. <laughs> Well, the end credits hit then, so I didn't... I mean, no, shit. What? There were no credits. Oh, no, what? No, they don't. There is no end credits, because then Al goes on to describe his life as Ed Cameron. Oh, for Yes. Fuck. He was also Ed Cameron. Oh, what was the other guy's name? Duncan Cameron. Hmm. Conspiracy. <laughs> None dare call it a conspiracy. Um, so... so... Here's his life as Ed Cameron. 
His first Which memory is... of being Ed Cameron was when he was eight months old and his family were talking around a violin. <laughs> <laughs> and he was next to Al Bielik, who was also talking about the piano and it was crazy family. So Ed Cameron was born on August 4th, 1916, and he was in New York. Um, so brother of Duncan, of course. Um, he went to Princeton in 32, finished his education with a PhD at Harvard in 39. He then meets a doctor um, called Dr. John Von Neumann. Sounds very uh, sort of or, or vaudeville-ish, doesn't it? Yeah, any, 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 literally any name with the word Von in it. Evil. Yeah, Dave Von Awesome would still be a terrifying guy. Um, Vince Von Von. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like the two alternate spellings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it's Vaughn, not Vaughn. That would be yeah, right. That that's one of those things that I want to be able to tweet and get like a thousand favorites. <laughs> just I just want to tweet in quotation marks Vince Von Vaughn, and I want yeah. everyone to get why that's funny. <laughs> or sneak that like into some sort of fucking script. I by the way, I want to make Al Bielik the movie. Oh, God. I'm going to try and apply to get copyrights to make Al stroke Ed Cameron. Only if we can heavily imply that he was um, he was tested on in the MK Ultra project. Yeah, and he would be played by um, a, a, a man of, 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 of a nation that he definitely isn't from. So then that when he goes back to being Ed Cameron, he can be from another completely separate nation. So people understand that these are two different people. I thought so, you were going to name... A contemporary actor and i was shocked but then oh, okay. you didn't and i was like yeah he doesn't know any al bielik al bielik will be played by dolph lundrum <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you and ed cameron will be played by jean-claude van damme <laughs> yep and dr von newman will be played by the contemporary jack nicholson Man, you don't even know right, that Jean-Claude Van Damme is now the guy from the Coors advert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do know that, unfortunately. Because um, it's one of the few things you still get ads for on fucking YouTube. Although he actually is quite funny, to be fair. There's a lot of self-awareness in that, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so he leaves Harvard. Uh, and by the way, meeting this fucking Newman doctor is a meeting that will change his life. Because obviously, why would he be mentioned? Yeah, because so. his name has Vaughn um, in it. So. yeah. So, um, he leaves, uh, Harvard, Ed and Duncan, um, they get recruited by the Navy, they go to a training school and they go to, they kind of go through the system all the way to the rank of Lieutenant. Um, so then they meet, re-meet Dr. Von Neumann, who recruits them to work on Project Invisibility. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be my first question. Would you like to join Project Invisibility. He's like, hmm, don't know, mate. <laughs> it sounds, uh, I want to see it. And he's like, well, good one, you can. <laughs> um, so before they kind of go on the project, they have to relearn their physics. So Navokton, uh, ah, Von Neumann, I keep, I keep fucking naming the guy in full name, Dr. Von Neumann. Um, he taught them both uh, about gravity, time, I'm in quantum physics, how it kind of, and, and there's a little bit at the end of the section that says how it really works, and it's emphasized, like how, you know, you think it works like time works like in seconds, well, get fucked. 
Um, Ed specifically had, uh, I guess he had a knack for wanting to learn about or kind of theorizing about invisibility um, so he could kind of go back and forth between um, being lieutenant at fucking Project Invisibility and going to talk to the Navy. Um, Ed claims that he got to meet Tesla and Albert Einstein. I mean, Ed's got the better meat than fucking Baby Mark from Star Wars. Like, he met he met Tesla about six months before he would have died. Yeah. Of like, and Tesla was poor as fuck when he died, by the way, as well. Um, so, um, fast forward. So, uh, he says that Albert Einstein was able to complete his unified field theory and was used to create the overall set of equations to produce invisibility. So, there's a leap there, to be honest. Massive leap. So, okay, I'll add, sorry, Ed. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Einstein's unified field theory is yeah. like, it's called the theory of everything. Um, and it's sort of, I think, I believe, an attempt to understand or, or to combine his theory of relativity with like an electromagnetic type of theory. And mm -hmm. his idea is that I, I don't fucking know. I don't understand any of this shit. <laughs> but listen, there's photons, there's electrons, there's neutrinos, and there's quarks. So, you know, I, I assume watching the movie The Theory of Everything will give you no clue as to what it is either. Um, I but, just watched the Philadelphia Experiment. I want to see the cameos. Yeah, that's true. Um, so maybe maybe Al, Ed, Al, Ed, Ed and Al... Um, so maybe they have the answers there. Like, yeah, I get. I don't know. The unified field theory sounds like it's fucking massive, mate. <laughs> it's like it's weird because it's the thing that Einstein went to his grave not able to do. Um, like Einstein sort of did all his work by like 1920. Yeah. And then he like fucked off and spent the rest of his time trying to figure out this theory of everything. Um, but like obviously he worked on the atomic bomb and all that stuff yeah. but um they used yeah. his other work for that stuff that he had already yeah. done so yeah he was a virgin apparently uh he certainly was not was he not was he having it off throughout his life yeah sure he married his cousin at one point and he he drew up like a list of rules for her and it was like if I am eating, you do not disturb me. If I'm playing FIFA with the lads, you don't disturb me. He's he like, apparently he was a massive fucking dickhead to women, this guy. He, he, um, he was having it off with everyone. He was constantly cheating on his wives. Was um, he? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude was an absolute fucking dog when it came to the women. What fucking player. Yeah, no, um, an absolute player. I don't know why I had in my head he would have been a virgin. Because he's a massive smart. nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mate you can come up with this unified field theory but have you fucked lately buddy it's really He's weird like, that you just you just came out with it as well <laughs> so confidently <laughs> virgin 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 it's just chatting that so like that's what i was thinking the entire time we were talking about him so yeah but that he has sex, though. <laughs> I mean, you can put up his accomplishments. Where's this Shaggy of the Year award is given by the sun? <laughs> yeah, the one that Russell Brand has won, like, every year in a row. Yeah. Until he announced it. himself as a lefty. Yeah, they retired it. <laughs> Fucking 
<laughs> they were like, yeah, he's the undisputed shagger of the year. Um, yeah, so he should be uh, he should be called that because of what he does to the English language. Heyo. Interestingly, another another figure that we disagree on. Like, oh yes, like Maynard. There's Russell Brand. <laughs> there's a few topics myself and El De Niro won't touch. You've <laughs> just heard two of them. <laughs> and Einstein's virginity is the <laughs> yeah. other one. I just found out that I can't even fucking talk shit about. <laughs> you fucking damn it, go at Einstein. Um, yeah, no. So, um, but I would I would have loved to just go up to, like Noam Chomsky and be like, "What'd you think of this?" And just showed him this. You'd have been just laughing. Um, and he doesn't laugh a lot, from what I've noticed. Uh, Noam Chomsky is like a really cool thing about him is that he's willing to debate the insane people. So like he, totally, I know. Like he, he definitely would have fucking put Al Bielik back in his place. Yeah, it's crazy because there's that clip of him debating some right wing guy who keeps like completely ignoring him, and he just yeah. And, and it's that thing. It's like while the guy's talking. Noam Chomsky gets his pen out. He starts taking notes. Oh, and you I know, fucking love that clip. When he starts takes, yeah, I know. That's uh, yes, it's like the sort of like go to. Um, it's a short clip, I guess. It's not a long talk by Noam. Um, not that his long talks are bad. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I just love that everyone points it out in the comments. It's like when he takes the pen out. It's once he clicks the pen. Yeah, out of his little pocket. Shirt. It's GG Nori for that guy. Like, you are not coming back. He's gonna <laughs> shred you, mate. Um. Yeah, I, I fucking love Noam Chomsky. Again, then, but I, after, I got into it at school. After he, gets, Sorry, uh, after he gets annihilated, he starts saying like, "Ah, oh, mate, but what about?" And the whole crowd is like, <laughs> "Mate, just fucking leave it." Yeah. Yeah. You that's have the been bad thing. When you're too stupid to even real, sorry, realize you've been marked. I know. Like, yeah. It's it's a low point. Um. So yeah. So kind of. Um. So we're now hitting the 40s or 1940 for that matter. Um, so we get the first couple of tests on the invisibility fields, and um, it was a success. Um, of course. So, <laughs> well, Al would have nothing. Would have, yeah, it's a failure, and Al wakes up and he's like, "Oh shit!" Listen, if um, they sent the fucking guy to Mars via teleportation and they couldn't make something invisible, they'd be a pretty fucking shitty organization. They'd be in trouble. Yeah, they would. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, last week I was in Mars, and now you can't make that boat disappear. They had no one on board this time. So it's just, you know, hey, you know, it's here, now it's gone. Um, so then it became Project Rainbow as well. Um, and what I like about the project names, it's um, the matter it gets, the matter the experiment then seems to get. So the, the name is, is, is such an abstract concept that the... Um, project must entail an ab- even more abstract idea so uh there's that guy who talked about um what was a project pegasus um oh fuck me jesse ventura met up with him i need to i listen just look at project pegasus it's fucking nuts maybe we should do an episode on that at some point as well but that's Definitely a different project for, for a different day um roosevelt hears the news and he's buzzing he's just like <laughs> Fuck it, yes, invisible <laughs> ships, baby. Get in! <laughs> Come on, you beauties! <laughs> like, back of the net! It's like, fucking hell. Result, you, you've changed, mate. <laughs> Alright, lads, get your mobiles and laptops <laughs> Get the invisibility ship now! Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm part of the biggest spam boards team in the world. I am. 
Project Rainbow. <laughs> um, yeah, so, of course, world world's at war at this point. Um, so while chilling out and waiting for one of the battleships to be modified to have this technique, um, Ed and Duncan, uh, forget Al Bielik, it has nothing to do with this, okay? Um, they get assigned to the USS Pennsylvania, which sounds like, well, it's a fucking land. Why is it called a boat? Um, <laughs> why are they giving boats names the name of places that have land in it? Fucking <laughs> leave it. At, just leave it there. Just, just walk away. <laughs> just walk away. There's, there's nothing to see here. Is what Ed and Duncan would have been telling you. Um, they're actually scheduled to go and join, uh, to leave Pearl Harbor on, um, well, the day, the, around the time it would have happened, which is 41. 41? Fucking better be 41, Al. Don't lie to me. Um, I should probably know this. Al would not like, lie I, to you. The problem with this is, it's like you have to grab such other bits of history because he's just throwing all the fucking shit in there yeah. that it's difficult to keep his story straight because most of the time you're just thinking like, was that the year that that happened? Oh, sorry, Al. What did you say? Sorry. Oh, you called that Cameron. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. I was trying to remember what fucking year Star Wars came out <laughs> to kind of mentally do the math of how old the dude was. Um, Yeah. Um. So apparently they were meant to go there um, and they – because there's that conspiracy theory that America actually knew about the attacks on Pearl Harbor, um, and they let it happen because it would be an incentive to then go to war because well, the American people would have been duped into believing it. That would, that would, I mean, that's kind of true. Like they definitely baited Japan into attacking them. They definitely yeah. wanted to retaliate to an attack, but they didn't want to be yeah. the first ones to attack. So they 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 imposed all these economic restrictions, and it was it was basically like what's happening now with North Korea and and mm-hmm. uh, and the USA. It was like <clears throat> North Korea are saying, "Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this," and USA are like, "All right, we'll just do this then. Eh, how about that? We'll we'll do this." Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I I think USA kind of wants North Korea to attack them at this point. Yes, because um, money, war's money, and money is is God. It's crazy and how um, capitalism. we totally belittle like uh, people who who have these conspiracy theories, but we're totally on board with that like capitalism war machine model. Like, I I feel like that's that's maybe a blind spot for us on the left is that we're too anti-war to the point that we don't understand the point of war at all yeah like kind of that like there are some like it's terrible that people have to die and all that but like sometimes you have to go to war yeah and because arguably the reason why you and i are doing this now is because people have gone to war yeah to get us to this point of safety i'd be speaking Uh, german if it weren't for the brits yeah exactly yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's what they'd have me believe that old pearl harbor eh um (laughs) Yeah, so um, the Ed and Cameron were kind of deemed too valuable to go um, and be put in harm's way. Of course. So they teleport them to Mars for safekeeping. Yeah, so this is the bit where um, we're kind of shifting between Al and Ed. Um, So I'll try and kind of keep it down to – because this whole time you're listening to Al Bielik tell you about when he was Ed Cameron, which I think is the one that I – might have mentioned to you earlier when we kind of were discussing the concept of this episode where I was like, by the way, this dude keeps talking about how attractive he was as Ed Cameron. He's like, I used to be a lot better looking than this. It's just like, who gives a shit? Just tell us your mad story. <laughs> um, I've, 
I've realized I've got a very small temper for people bullshitting, but I'm like all for it. I'm like, no, please, no, shut the fuck up, but carry on. Shut the fuck up, but carry on. Yeah, you're crazy. Um, you do, you do. Um, so at this point, Ed's married, Mary Jane. Oy, oy. Um, <laughs> um, so they've got one son. And his name is James Cameron. No, I'm joking. It's Jeff Cameron. Imagine <laughs> if it was James Cameron. <laughs> oh my god, that would make this literally the best story of all time. If he said my son went on to direct Titanic and many other probably. Like, or or freaking the Abyss. Like I could, yeah. I could totally there's a crossover between the <laughs> Abyss and this fucking conspiracy theory. Or of course, David Cameron went on to have a British child. Um, the less said about the pig fucker, allegedly, the better. Um. The man who definitely put his dick in the mouth of a pig. And Do you have to say allegedly so he doesn't hear this and comes after you? The, the, the thing about this is that we all know in our heart of hearts that it isn't true, but we all want it to be true. And that says so much about us as a society that we want something like that to be true (laughs) but that see so now see we're not operating the same sort of brain space as uh old al exactly yeah no it is it's the exact same level of uh of cognitive haziness or something thank fuck al belik never saw black mirror yeah jesus that would have fucking broken you say that but he's clearly fucking watched the twilight zone or the outer limits or something to that effect like that's definitely where he's getting his inspiration from here because he's clearly interested in some kind of weird philosophical thought experiments but he's not Mm. fucking clever enough to come up with his own so he's just like rehashing shit that sounds like it would get people on board so um at this point after talking about his son Jeff Cameron. Alden claims Jeff he has Cameron memories. Of... <laughs> went on to play right back for Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really achieve what his dad probably wanted him to do, but yeah. Probably earned more money. Well, way more money. Um, but Al at this point claims that um, he has memories of four other children, all with different mothers. Here, so I'm, you want... I'm getting fucking sick of this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you wanted to put out that right, by the way. It was four different women. I didn't just get myself. <laughs> Unlike that fucking Einstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so then Ed stroke Al gets transferred to uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory. Labor- lab- I always get confused. Laboratory, laboratory. I don't really give a shit. Uh, in 44 to assist um, Von Neumann with the atomic bomb. I'm just going to speed through all this bit. Yeah. Um, Oh my god. Okay, I've just saw the next bit of my notes. <laughs> You're, this is another one again. That he, he's thrown in another real thing, and yeah. So Ed Cameron had the secret files to Los Alamos and learned that time travel. This is in in um. Remember, this is in 1944. Uh, he he learns that time travel was already accidentally discovered in 1936 near the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, for fuck's sake! So he's throwing that in. This See, fucking guy. He's throwing that in there. He's saying Star Wars, uh, fucking Einstein, Tesla, Pearl Harbor, Bermuda Triangle. I was there and I saw it all and I fucking knew it. This so motherfucker. Apparently, obviously, so the idea at the time was the ship disappeared and it appeared two months later. And then he was asking people questions like, what the fuck's up with this? And his, the response from the people was, don't ask. Okay, then I won't. <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> <It's> like, 
<laughs> I, w- I was gonna ask, but um, you said don't ask, so why should I? Um, I probably won't learn a lot if you explain it to me, anyways. Anyways, I'm Al Strokehead. Um, this bit of the story gets a bit nutty. Oh no way! Uh, you you can't be serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ed and Doctor Teller, who's a, I should have mentioned, Doctor Teller is another doctor they used to hang and chill out with Von Neumann with the atomic bomb. Um, and they were disagreeing of of, of the high. They had a disagreement over the hydrogen bomb. Ed thought it was dis- it was unpredictable. Um, eventually, their disagreement got quite intense, and Ed was forcibly separated from his family. He got a fucking one way ticket to Washington in forty seven. Jog on, son. <laughs> You're not really down for this weaponizing of the world. Get fucked. So he's gone. Fuck off, uh, Ed Cameron. You're not <laughs> welcome here. Who are you? Who are you? And just like, I'll be like Ed Cameron. Like, who the fuck who are, you? are you? I don't know at this exact moment. <laughs> so as of today, which would have been at the time this was done, which I believe is 88 or 89, late 80s, Al still doesn't recall why he had to leave his family. You just explain. But then again, it was Ed, not Al. So who knows? Um, so he then worked around in a different project, uh, in California and he formed a company called JRC Enterprises. So that company worked towards building the first ion propulsion engine, get a fucking mechanic to explain that to you. Uh, but they were refusing, uh, sorry, receiving funding from the military and they were successful in 53 when the test was successful, Ed's... (laughs) Ed's dad, Alexander, got involved and he promised to fund the project into production. Here's where it gets crazy. Something (laughs) went terribly wrong. It went wrong. The technology, um, apparently this technology that they were discovering, uh, is stepped on the toes of a sort of super powerful group of sort of like, you know, men in black coats, you know, that whole black suits shenanigans. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was decided by them that Ed had to be taken out. I said, you're done, Ed. Al. Ed. (laughs) (laughs) So they sent out these black ops soldiers. They took Ed out from the premises and put him on a train to the Pentagon. Um, He gets taken to Virginia. (laughs) He just, I love this because he just says this so casually. I was taken to Virginia, placed on a portal, and sent to Alpha Century 1. Okay. After several days of being interrogated by aliens, oh, for... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he was returned back to the Pentagon. Ed was never given another assignment. Shockingly, um, he tries to kind of inquire about it. He goes to the Joint Chiefs and he's like, "What the fuck?" And the Joint Chiefs, in a very sort of like courtroom dramatic, like, "Ooh." They just turn around and they go, there's nothing we can do. This is out of our hands. He was taken back to Montauk on August 12th, 1953, 1953, excuse me, and he was physically regressed to Al Bielik. Fucking hell. All fucking credits. Like, that entire bit I just read, right? That is so nutty. Um, Alpha yeah, Century we- 1, is that what he said the name of the planet was? Yes. Centauri, Centauri, Centauri. Such a fucking made-up name for a planet. 
I mean, yes, I... technically they are all made-up names. <laughs> yeah, everything's a made-up yeah, name. Yeah, everything is a made-up name. But fuck you, Al Bielik, you fucking charlatan. Yeah, he, um... He's got his basis covered, though. I, do, do you see any flaws in that? Uh, you know, I've been thinking, and I actually don't. No. I've made notes on everything here, and it all seems pretty fucking legit. I love that, just, like, looking at the notes. goes, yeah, it's pretty much checks out, Al. <laughs> but... I, was, uh, I was about to ask, have you ever seen the show Suits? You definitely haven't. I have heard of it, though. Okay, well, that's good. By the way, I do hang around with human beings of this century. <laughs> and people do Debatable. tell me about this thing. Yeah. Well, there, there's I mean, I'm, a... I'm, I'm, I've seen Rambo, mate, so... Yeah, yeah. First Blood, the movie from 1983. <laughs> I'm very fucking proud. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead about Suits. Yeah. There's a trope in Suits where... They're lawyers in the show, and someone hands them, like, a... Lawyers get everything in a little folder. And so yeah. they get handed this folder, they open it, read the first line and say, this is good. So basically, that's me. You've just given me that folder full of <laughs> stuff about Al Be Beaver, whatever his fucking name is. I've forgotten it already. And I've opened it, looked at it, and gone, this checks out. <laughs> yeah, this definitely checks out, Al. Thank you. Um, and then I'm pretty sure he probably woke up and was like, wow, that was, that was a bit crazy. Um Stuff like this, you could argue that Al Bielik or Ed Cameron, call him what you want, was probably a disinformation agent sent by the CIA. That's like, if you want to make a theory out of this entire thing, that's the closest thing I can make of, of anything to it. Hmm. And he's crazy, but he's kind of crazy in that, like you mentioned, a cultish calculated, like, you know, I got my facts here. Uh, like, yeah, I, facts. I, I could go along with that because... We do know that the government wanted to appear as though they were better than their enemies. They wanted to have more cutting-edge yeah. technology. They wanted to... Like, that, that was basically the purpose of the space race, as far as I know, other than mm. it being a massive intergalactic dick-waving contest. Well, um, um, one, of, one of Adam Curtis's documentaries, he actually talks about that um, America made so much, Rus uh, so much Russian propaganda... Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so much Russian disinformation about how good they were, how strong they were, that they themselves bought into it. And when Russia fell down, they were actually shocked because yeah. they were like, I thought they were massively strong. And they were like, no, 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 that was our own stuff being circled around by what we we're saying to the media, um, to the world, obviously, I to the point where Russia just collapsed. I think he says that in hypernormalization that. The... Does he as well? Because he definitely has one where he specifically talks about the fall of the Russian Empire. I think Hyperionization touched on it as well. Um, yeah. That is um, what I'd imagine Al is here to do. He's here to be so out there with his fucking theories, and he's throwing films and real events and Einstein and Tesla, and I'm surprised he didn't fucking meet Hitler and, and, and uh, Chairman Mao. At, at Indiana Jones. <laughs> Yeah, as well as Indiana Jones and Doctor Who and and all sorts of like influences, but he could be out there, sent out there, just to say, um, you know, here's where I lived, here's where my facts, you know, because it, the, the, even though it's random, it's specifically random. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's like, like you know the idea that the um, that the 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 American government invented AIDS themselves, mm -hmm. like that theory was like surgically injected into public consciousness by russian agents 
Yeah. That's a Russian conspiracy theory. And a lot of Americans kind of buy into it because it was so... Whatever way they did it, I don't understand how they dispersed that piece of propaganda. But whatever way they did it, it, it was very widespread and, like, really contentious. And um, people believed it. So, like, when you're dealing with stuff from the 40s, like... And even post that, with the whole Red Scare, the anti-communism yeah. wave and all that stuff, you really have no... Yeah, all yeah. The all fucking Red Scare, literally the Red Scare, the Red Menace, I think they called it. You have no idea what anyone was doing. It seemed like everyone just lost their minds collectively. Was... Yeah, and it, everyone would just scream and point in one direction. Yeah. And you looked in that direction, you were like, all right, they, they can't be lying because they seem to be screaming and pointing. And then they over there pointed in a, a separate direction from the people. You're not even like everyone pointing one side everyone pointing the other it's fucking it's all directions and it's all connections and that's basically what al felix even does he just kind of has a consciousness and he just like picks and chooses and brings something down and he goes all right i saw the dude from star wars i have a bit of that i'm a child prodigy so everything that i say must be true don't doubt me um yeah, I was hanging out with Tesla when he was like dirt poor, but I offered him nothing. Um, I, I was also Ed Cameron, by the way. But, you know, as you know, I'm a genius and so is Ed. And here's my uh, credentials. And it, it, I don't know. It just it gets so mixed up to the point where I reckon if you, it sounds really bad because it sounds like I'm an idiot and like sustainable, susceptible to this shit. But like if you sit in a room for long enough while someone's talking and they're telling you all these things and they're so sort of um, – because he, he, he was kind of boring, but he wasn't like awkward or, or, or a bad, what's just the word, um, or, or orator, orator, whatever the fuck it is when you're good at public speaking. Like, mm-hmm. it, over time, you'd eventually be bound to be like, well, no one else around, it's like hive mentality, it's like no one else around seems to call him bullshit on this. Am I weird for thinking it's bullshit? Um, and this is before the days we could just hop on your phone and be like, come on, Al, Tesla, really? Come on, Al. <laughs> you you were then became Ed Cameron like I don't know it, it feels like I reckon a lot of people walked away from this and thought fifty percent true. Here's a way of knowing at least if if this guy was a, a charlatan or a government plant, how much did he profit on his version of events, and that should tell you which one of them he is. Like, is he a David Icke type? Who like David David Ike does fucking world tours and that dude makes absolute dollar, yeah, um, in his public speaking things. So if Al Bielik did something similar, uh, I would say he is a charlatan. And if he didn't do anything at all and he was only responding to questions that were asked of him, like in specifically planned interviews where journalists were seeking that information, then he was a government agent. But I don't I don't believe that he was. I, I would say that he is just a fucking lunatic who made this shit up as he went along because all of his stories sound like absolute fucking <laughs> garbage. Truth. <laughs> yeah. Um I there is a website dedicated to just debunking him, so I'm pretty sure someone else's are. And it's one like I was on it earlier on. Um, it's one of those websites that I love. Like I, I actually, I'll, I'll send you the screenshot because I I took it earlier on. Um, it's one of those like proper like fucking oh it was Angel Fire looking fucking websites. Oh yeah. Um, it's got like this site was visited. You know, it's got the little like Matrix looking clock, and it's like it's been visited this many times since. 18th of june 2003 and it's got the basic font 
it's like slapped on on top of the background like th- this person was like fucked off enough to the point where they were like i'm gonna buy <laughs> in 2003 <laughs> i'm gonna buy a website just to prove this person wrong um yeah and anyone who who kind of obviously wants to see what the debunkings are in a very probably in a more serious matter than our banter version um yeah i'd seriously say go over to www.belick-debunked.com um you won't regret it it's it's, it's a, it, and, and yeah it's a good one. um <laughs> i love this this bit because he just basically starts off by lining all these facts and he just goes he has changed the nature of his story many times over the years with addictions embellishments deletions and wholesale fabrication of events <laughs> he has started historical events that can be completely verified and totally false and it's just like I bet people who like Al Bielik would have been like that's probably some CIA agent doing it um, yeah yeah that, that's the fucking thing you know, I, I, I think it's sad that someone felt the need to do that like it it, it just it fucking beggars belief that that wouldn't speak for itself you mean yeah exactly yeah yeah and you know I haven't seen that many people come out for or against because I think even even if you come out against it, just by mentioning it, you might be you know slightly associated, and you're like, I want nothing to do with this shit. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's interesting that we're starting to talk about conspiracy theories, and, and like I hope that we do more of these um, because the culture right now is riding a wave of conspiratorial thought. Like, it's everywhere. Like, InfoWars is a mainstream outlet right now. Yeah. It gets the same, like, late-night chat show host treatment as the actual other news channels. It gets more, probably. It probably has more viewers than Fox News does or CNN. Mm. Yeah. I I think they're getting, like, 190 million downloads or some shit. And people people who do like them... You know, there's people out there because, you know, there's a percentage of us who watch out for the memes and, and the banter that comes from it. But there's a whole a, a big group of people as well who are going, Alex, keep up the good work. I think you're doing it for a phenomenal job, like legitimately. Yeah, it's uh, I actually feel tired just thinking about it because um, a lot of this people is... who like I, I have friends who lean right and that's absolutely fine. And I can see their thoughts overlapping with Alex Jones's, and yet they will call CNN or the New York Times. Ah, gee, I actually I fucking hate myself for even bringing this up. I, I fucking hate talking about this. Shit. <laughs> but they'll say like, oh, well, CNN, everything on there is fake, um, and yet they will willingly link to Infowars or something. Like there, there's just so yeah. many fucking. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's um, it's it's scary, and this is this is kind of the point. Um, Overall, I mean, Al Bielik fucking invented fake news. Yeah, well, but okay. I, I know, to be fair, when people call CNN fake news and stuff like that, like there is a point to be made that they have definitely like rigged the scales a little bit. Um, like they've definitely done some shady things to put to to further their agenda. As every yeah. well, as most news outlets do, it's hard to find a news outlet without an agenda, right? Because everyone has one, but. Um, that's that's which all. Is I'm, why that's the last no, no, that's thing I'm saying. That's a very good point. That. No, 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 that, that's a very good point. Which is why um, most intelligent people will read across the spectrum the same news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is the language the same? Is the content the same? Is it twisted slightly differently? You know, say the thing that happened in Charlottesville. How did Fox cover it? How did CNN cover it? How did RT how did cover it? That's the how did one RT that... cover it? How did um, was it? Um, Al Jazeera cover it. Mm. Um, 
you can even go how do the European newspapers uh, that they have, you know, English translation, how do they cover it? Like, obviously, if this is your job to, to do these things, it's not my fucking job to do these things. Like, you know, I read what I read, um, and it is a very either dead center or slightly to the left leaning, but I'm very aware what's also coming up on the right. But um, the best way to get perspective now isn't just to say, this news source is bullshit. This news source is good. There's no good and evil. It's all shades of gray. Everyone's got an agenda. Shades of gray is like my fucking, um, I don't know. It's my go-to equalizer for yeah. the year 2018. That That's the thing that I'm got. Like I, I've been, I, like I've spoken about the flat earth to you. It, it just mm. fucking blows my mind that intelligent people can also believe the earth is it. flat and stuff. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you have to appreciate the shades of grey and everything and stop viewing mm. things in black and white. And it's, like, the same way that, I, like, I could, you know, if... if it, I remember, like, fucking 12 years ago, me and you talking about Alex Jones, like, basically celebrating him for telling the truth. Yeah. And, like... Because he came across, like, an anarchist as opposed to a Rolex-wearing, suit-wearing... Yeah. And then we were 15. Uh, chill like, for my product. Yeah. It's, it's like easily influenced as well because yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like another voice there going whoa this guy's fucking nuts it was just like i watched loose change he was in it he was going 9-11's an inside job people in my age group it was kind of like a weird consensus we're all like yeah yeah well, i remember we both watched zeitgeist um hmm. i remember like one night we both watched zeitgeist and we're both afterwards we're both like holy shit Everything like, we think about the world is wrong. Yeah. From yeah, because it's like from the Bible to this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I can remember that night really clearly as being like a turning point in my life, and it took me fucking years to like take out all of the pieces of shared glass and shrapnel mm. that that movie imprinted in my body. <laughs> like um, it, it, I, I, I fucking like had to weave through so much to get there because that that just it literally like shaped my worldview for about mm. five years or something. I think like to be honest with you, I think it gave me fucking nightmares. Yeah, like it, it's scary. It's a scary experience to um have like your sort of view shattered, but. You're kind of like you almost don't want it, but you want it, but you don't. You stopping it, but you carry on with it. Um, it, it that's like it, you could argue that's like the awakening, and then either you go, you pretty much go in one of one of okay, many directions, or many directions it would be. Either you then go into right wing conspiracy theorists, which is they're taking our guns, um, only the people that I like are right, or you go into leftists more uh, conspiracy theories, which is like yeah, all. All war has has ever happened has been done for financial gain. It's been on um, purpose. They've killed yeah, people yeah. on purpose just for money and anyone yeah. slightly to the left, to, sorry, anyone slightly to the right of Gandhi is a fucking fascist, and they they are um, offensive and they're repulsive and uh, you know men are this and and um, there's patriarchy and there's a, which again there's a hint of truth in almost every single one of these, but mm-hmm. people take it as gospel. And um, a good example of that would be the Twitter police as opposed to the actual realistic um, cases that we see throughout. By the way, I'm in no position to comment on this shit because, like, I feel like all this stuff that comes out on Twitter, um, you know, the actor stuff, the Me Too thing, all that, I feel like we, you're probably only going to get the conclusion to that 
years from now of yeah. who actually did what, who said what. It's almost like the because the Twitter storm. It's it's um, you know, yesterday it was Logan Paul, today it's James Franco, and tomorrow it might be somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, it flows very. Um, it's almost like a I don't know. It's like a leech. It it sucks the one story dry. And then it jumps on the other, and it sucks that dry, and it jumps on the other, and it sucks that dry. Like, you could argue that within the last year, there have been a good number, sorry, a large number of people that you could point to and be like, he's the biggest piece of shit in the world right now. And then the next week, someone else comes along, and I'm like, actually, he's the biggest, biggest piece of shit in the world right now. Um, but the stories don't even get past stage one. No, it's like it's, something it's, comes. It's odds, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird. It's a fifteen-minute news cycle. It's yeah. bizarre. It's utterly bizarre. Like I, I kind of understand why a lot of like a lot of my younger followers, um, have, <clears throat> excuse me, have absolutely no trust in the mainstream media at all. And it's kind of like that's really weird for me to understand because I come from a different cultural background to them because uh, I was born earlier, basically. Um, but, mm. like, when you look at the news now and what makes the news and stuff, it's actually not that hard to see why younger people have no faith in them. Yeah, if you take the lenses off, you kind of realize that news is chosen and it's thought out and it's pre-written and um, it's documenting a, a choice of events of the day. But at the same time, it came out as well that, like, um, was it like 60% of people get their news from Facebook? Um, who the fuck do you think Facebook is is kind of leaning towards? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, but like even if you if you think about your history books, like to to keep it in the conspiracy theory wormhole, like our history books basically told us that the Brits saved us from uh, like the Germans, right? It, it, like, mm-hmm. do you know how many what percentage of Nazis were killed by Russia in World War Two? It was like, like six million. It was like eighty percent. Yeah. Of the like Russia, but and then like Vladimir Putin comes out and says um, we're honoring um, Russia's role in defeating fascism, and the Guardian is like, "Whoa, this guy had nothing to do with defeating fascism." But like, you are fascism, aren't you? And it's like, yeah, yeah, they might be fascism, but that still doesn't mean they beat the other fascists that were there at the time. Okay? Yeah, like they actually did, and we don't give them any credit for that because it goes against the narrative of you know two world wars and one world cup. Let's all the go Russian, to England. <laughs> yeah, the Russian people fucking suffered as well. Yeah, because, exactly. Because um, Stalin, you know, he was an absolutely cruel motherfucker too. But like peasants were fighting. Um, People would willingly relocate so the Nazis could actually take the town so they can then attack them because they know everything about the fucking, you know, because it's a giant country as well. And they would go to places and be like, no, no, instead of attacking, we'll just, cause, um, we'll just run away and then we'll have the Nazis go and they'll basically freeze to death and they'll fuck off. Like, really clever, weird, unusual tactics. But um, if anyone wants to know about the role of, of, of Russians, especially in the Second World War, and I don't know if you've seen this as well, but I cannot – Cannot recommend. I cannot recommend. Yeah, watch Predator. No, I cannot recommend um, the Untold History of the United States, which is like a ten-part series. Might still be on YouTube. Definitely is on Daily Motion by Oliver Stone. It is fucking incredible. Like I watched the whole thing in one night, and it blew my mind. Oliver Stone is a fucking. Like I can't trust anything from him either, though. He's he's one of these fucking people who stirs the pot and makes people think. Like his his movie uh, JFK, the whole like th- this movie is like the fucking centerpiece of 
um, of the JFK conspiracy theory. Mm. And it's a fucking... The entire movie is set on a false premise. It says the bullet can't go this way. They do. They have some court case or whatever. It's like the bullet would have to go straight through the person... That's well, it's the magic bullet theory that he kind of picked on, isn't it? Well, it's that. his his theory it means that the person in the back seat was sitting in a completely different fucking spot to where they were actually sitting. And everything in his movie is set up that way that assumes the person is sitting at the back mm. left, but they're actually sitting in the back middle. So, like, his entire movie is complete fucking nonsense. Mm. Like, it's... it's just... it... I think it was one of those that, like, I reckon he probably wanted to make a truer version... But I reckon the execs were like, we'll let you make this film if you come up with your own bonkers theory and we'll present that as fact, even though people know that isn't fact. Possibly. But it still opens up the minds to an extent. It's a little bit like when Michael Moore came out. Um, again, I don't know what people make of Michael Moore. Um, any early days, I thought he made good documentaries. I have he's, no he's idea what good, he's up to. He's a good documentary maker, but I don't He puts really... himself in the movies. Like, you know when it's a Michael Moore documentary because yeah. he's front and center and it's his story. But, like, I don't think said... much of him, though. Like, mm. I, I don't know. He, I wouldn't fucking trust him. <laughs> he's come out and he goes, yeah, Warner Brothers do finance my shit because they think you're too stupid to kind of actually do something about the things that I'm telling you. And they see it as a way to make a quick buck. Whereas I'm actually trying to, you know, whatever his ideology is, a like good or bad, he's actually trying to get something across. So um, you have the corporation actually financing something that could awaken a revolution and kind of, you know, standing up and say against capitalism. Um, but through the lens of like, don't say X, Y, and Z, just say M, L, and T. Like, don't go too far into the mad. Just you know, say M, L, K. Yeah, ML. I was actually going. I was going there, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, so, um, can, can we just, you know, just just to wrap up here, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's get off the fence. Albilic, true or not true? Albilic, national hero. <laughs> <laughs> national treasure. It's isn't it crazy that he's one of the faces on Mount Rushmore? He is. Um, he's and he has the... Bruce Willis's hair. <laughs> that's why it's called Al Belik with hair because they didn't have Bruce Willis in it that had his hair <laughs> <laughs> no it's not even Bruce Willis's hair it's just hair it's Bruce Willis with hair and hair is this this concept that anyone can have it's like Al Snow's head <laughs> <laughs> did you know that um, <clears throat> August 13th and or October 28th is Al Belik day they yes. haven't kind of decided on whatever one it is. They got just go this year's this year. This is listen. Like the guys actually died quite recently. I don't want to make fun of a guy who died who kind of potentially could have had like deep mental issues. But I think that none of the things that he said have ever happened. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> let's not put a flag in. So let's not go. Let's not go where we can't come back from. Listen. If anybody else told you that, right, if fucking, I don't know, if Jamie Oliver started a new show and um, he talks all this shit, you wouldn't believe him, right? I'll be honest, right, if you fucking started telling me all this stuff, I would probably quietly distance myself from you over the next <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't distance yourself from Ed Cameron, so. <laughs> That's true. Me, Al Belik, yes, but Ed Cameron, not so much. <laughs> Um, because you wouldn't know, but I, I don't know. I feel kind of sad for him when I was watching some of the videos 
because he had a certain creepy certainty and a sort of deadness behind the eyes. As in, like, he has been through stuff. Mm. He has been, maybe head trauma, whatever the fuck. But or like psychedelic abuse. Like, you don't... Yeah, MKUltra maybe at an absolute stretch because um, it would have come out differently if he said, oh yeah, I was part of MKUltra. Um, don't tell me you're interrogated by aliens. Um, I think he's lying. I think it's made for an entertaining podcast. Hopefully people listening have enjoyed the journey, because I certainly have. Yeah, me too. Um, this was really fun. Yeah, this was never meant to be a serious look at conspiracy, which is why I even suggested this in general, because I knew that um, these kind of conspiracies, you can actually you know, poke fun at them without people also taking you and thinking that you're being some sort of disinformation agent. I ain't, by the way. I, I, I ain't being paid by the Russians, but that's exactly what someone who would be paid by the Russians would say, wouldn't it? You're being paid by the North Koreans. Different kettle <laughs> of fish, my friend. I imagine seeing that, like, the bank, just look at my statement, it's like, <laughs> hell, um, we seem to notice this really weird currency keeps coming in. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just my podcast money. It's just like, why are you getting paid in North Korean fucking, I don't even know what currency they have. Meth. Uh-huh. Yeah, the North Korean. Uh, oh, damn, I'm trying to think. Oh god, I just saw some of that was really bad, so I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. You've been paid in Albelix. Why are you being paid in Albelix for? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty Albelix in the bank makes one Ed Cameron. Fact. Um, so yeah, you, you think he's true, right? You think he's not lying, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay then i think we're done here then. you caught me in the middle of a yawn <laughs> that's because it's i'm boring you're the fucking like you've been won over there's nothing else we can do here is <laughs> oh my god yeah but you're right albilic is a national treasure definitely um yeah thanks everyone for sticking on it this long <laughs> yeah, no, but um, for real, we, we want to do more of these, so any kind of feedback at all would be fantastic. Um, yeah. The matter the suggestion, the better. I yeah. think you'd agree. Yeah, for real. And also, if you want to suggest anything uh, for us to do on our wrestling podcast, and I mean anything, if you want us to talk about one thing in particular, fucking leave a comment on the YouTube channel or send us a tweet. Um, it's WWP Slam, twitter.com slash WWP Slam. Send us a tweet of anything that you want. We had a comment, uh, our only comment thus far, from a guy <laughs> who asked if we're going to be reviewing contemporary things on the wrestling podcast, and we certainly will be. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the Royal Rumble uh, this month, actually, when it comes up, so um, keep an eye out for that. But um, if you have any suggestions, like, go ahead and leave them, because it's young. The uh, podcast is really young. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Like, it might take on a completely new life from what we had planned, and um, your feedback would be, you know, the perfect way to gauge that kind of change. So, Absolutely, ahead. yeah. Make your voices heard. And can I just say for a second, I thought you said yum. And I was like, what the fuck? This podcast is yum. Is that like a podcast sort of metaphor or an acronym? <laughs> and, uh... Delicious podcast. <laughs> oh, that podcast tasted delicious. Um, which I think it's, probably means it's time to get out of here because we're both malefunctioning now. Yes. Worse than Albelic. Yeah, we are. This... <laughs> We've been talking for like three hours as well. This is what the people don't know. They've only heard two hours of this. <laughs> Yeah, my voice is starting to go a little bit. It's, the third it's... hour couldn't be broadcast. No, the, the first hour, I should say, it's it's, it's just too controversial. Yeah, too oh yeah. Too broadcast. Some of the things that were said, 
Um, I didn't even know someone could be that anti-Semitic, but... I know. <laughs> and you didn't even hear the homophobia. Yeah. The, the straight-up just horrible shit you can say about someone. You know? Let's just say no race or religion was left clean. <laughs> and that's how you know it's not racist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like... Is, is that how you get to like being the sort of... The anti everything is that you are you are everything to the point where it's like, well, this fucking guy hates people from every country. So I don't know what ist he is even. He hates himself. He hates people from his country. Um, but yeah, though. Um, hashtag Albilic. Yeah. Let's get that trending. Yeah. <laughs> I expect that to be number one trending around the world. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah. So we good then. Yeah, did you just walk into a well? <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just stretching. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, listen, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in the future. Take care. Get